Hello, good evening. It's Friday. Uh, my name is Richard. This is over and over and over again. This is going to be the first of our live shows covering, of course, the Women's Euros, which is starting uh, next week, isn't it, on Wednesday. So not long to wait now until it starts. What we're going to do tonight is we are going to look ahead to the tournament. We're going to preview it, look at all the different groups, uh, look at the games that we're looking forward to. And also, as well, of course, discuss the Arsenal women that are involved um, and what we can expect from them and uh, and stuff like that. And, and the games that we're looking forward to seeing as well, because all of us on the show are going to different games throughout the competition. So it's going to be good stuff. Um, and we have got a nice new theme tune as well, which is just going to come up now. Their shin pads, hair bands, rainbow laces, brand new fans and different races. Another camp with COVID cases, an England squad with brand new faces. Here we go, the summer's here. Meet your friends and grab a beer. Football's on the beautiful game. From St. Mary's to Bramall Lane, it's just a game. But it's our so that's our new little theme tune for the Euros. Um, that CD actually is called The Beautiful Game, as you can see there, by Pete Drake and Kay Spink. You can actually win a copy, a signed copy as well, um, just by predicting the number of goals you think England will score in the group stage of the competition. Um, so you need to subscribe to the channel and put your guess in for how many goals. If you get it right, you could be a lucky winner of that CD. The other the other tune to that is called um, Left Foot, Right Foot Header, which will be the, the theme tune that we play at the end. And that's the other song on that CD. So it's great stuff. Good to support the uh, Lionesses as well. Um, and, of course, we've got Andreas with us tonight. How are you doing, Andreas? Are you OK? Enjoying your summer break? <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. Thank you. And I'm really glad that we are back with our show. And I can't wait till the tournament starts. I, I think it will be fantastic to watch. And, yeah, we are all... Uh, looking forward and, and, and are optimistic uh, to bring the, the women's game uh, one step forward with this tournament. Yeah, no, exactly. I think that's I think that's going to be crucial, isn't it? Because um, we've seen how much the women's game's grown in the last few years, um, particularly in in England, uh, the WSL, how strong that's become. And I think the fact that this competition is actually being held in England is a real big opportunity to really push um, the women's game. And I believe that it's going to really, um, you know, grab the interest of everybody. I mean, I was at the game, the friendly last Friday against Holland at Ellen Road and the atmosphere in the stadium was fantastic. People are getting right behind it, uh, getting behind the Lionesses. They seem to be getting behind the tournament as well. Um, so, yeah, I think the, the excitement's there for everybody. Um, we just can't wait now, can we, for it all to start? Um, next week and um, and hopefully it's going to be a real big festival of football. I mean, it's basically the biggest tournament um, that's been held here in England since Euro 96, actually. So um, it's, it's a really big event. It's going to be fantastic. And hopefully it ends up becoming a great advert for women's football. I'm sure it will. Um, obviously, from your perspective, I know you've got your England shirt on there, which is which is very cool. Um, but I'm guessing you've got your foot in two camps a little bit, haven't you, throughout the tournament? Yeah, um, I, I have two hearts uh, beating in my breast. So everybody knows I'm German. So of course I'm supporting Germany. But um, uh, yeah, I, I also support England because uh, in the English team there are uh, four Arsenal players and there are other players from from uh, City or Chelsea, which I really like. Uh, so uh, I'm supporting England as well. And uh, as, as long as I'm on this show, uh, I'm... I'm totally England supporter, and uh, you see, I wear my 
English uh, shirt, so uh, I will speak uh, about the Linuses and say we, because I'm here in this show. I'm uh, England supporter. No, no, that's, that's great. I mean, we, we we understand that you know you, you've got your allegiances um, in Germany, or well, that's fine. And I, you know, if England have to play Germany later on in the competition, which is a possibility, when you look at the, the draw, which we will talk about, that might be a slightly different um, occasion for you for yourself if that happens. But we'll see um, how the competition goes. I mean, what I want to do first of all is maybe have a look at the different groups because um, there's some interesting groups actually, isn't there? Um, we'll maybe leave the England England group maybe till the end. So if we start with actually um this group here which actually does include germany of course now for me this looks like um i suppose the group of death in a way with germany spain and denmark in the same group one of those three is going to go out obviously at the group stage um obviously germany the record holders of the competition eight times um, Spain, who we know what a great side they are. Um, they are ranked, I've got the rankings here actually, they're ranked seventh in the world. Spain, Germany are ranked fifth. So there's two of the big ones there. And of course, Denmark, although they're ranked a little bit lower in 15th place, they did, of course, reach the final last time out, didn't they? Um, so they're going to be a, a very good side. We know they've got some great players as well from the WSL. Um, and Finland, of course, make up the group. They're 29th ranked in the world. They're obviously the outsiders, but um, but you never know. I mean, obviously, this has got, obviously, your interest in Germany there. What do you make of this group? It's a tough group, isn't it, for Germany, actually? Yes. Uh, everybody says it's, it's the group of death. But uh, it's true because uh, Spain is, I think, the biggest favourite uh, for the title. Uh, and and Denmark was they were runners up in the last Euro, so uh, mm. you can't say uh, Germany is uh, a record holder with with eight uh, wins, eight uh, tournaments uh, won. Uh, um, so they are the favourites. No, uh, I think uh, Spain might be the strongest team in this group, and and the first match is Germany versus Denmark. This will be a decisive mm. match. Uh, if you don't beat. Uh, Denmark, then it will be very, very difficult because the next match is against Spain and uh, Denmark has the big chance uh, to collect three points and, and self-confidence against Finland. Mm -hmm. uh, and But I also say uh, don't underestimate Finland. Uh, Scandinavians are always good in, in tournaments and of course they might be the weakest of these four teams, but uh, yeah, they have good players too. But of course Denmark, Pernilla Harder, uh, she's she's always a goal threat, and uh, I saw her playing when she was in Wolfsburg against Bayern. Might be uh, you don't see her for sixty or seventy minutes, but then she has one or two chances. And with her with her pace, she has uh, she's always a threat for a goal, and uh, she can always score. So one or two goals from Vanilla Harder, and it will be very difficult to beat Denmark. Um, yeah, on the other side, Germany has uh, beaten uh, Switzerland 7-1 seven, seven, last week. So mm -hmm. this 7-0? I forgot. I think it was 7-0, wasn't it? Yeah. 7-0, yes, yes. Uh, it, it was a statement because uh, mm -hmm. this was a very strong performance. Uh, three goals from Clara Bühl. Um, yeah, but uh, you also must say uh, Switzerland was without Lia Walti, and and she is uh, the heart of the defense. Uh, yeah. We saw this uh, yesterday. Uh, Lia Walti mm. played the first 45 minutes, and uh, uh, Switzerland kept the clean sheet. And when she was uh, substituted, <laughs> Switzerland conceded four goals. It's not not only about one player, but she is 
the, the heart of the defense and, and we know from Arsenal how good she is. So she didn't play against Germany and uh, the press in Germany was uh, uh, seven against Switzerland. Uh, we are the big favorites and we will, we will win the Euros. I, I don't see this. Uh, I think the first match against Denmark will be a decisive match. If you lose this, you are out, I think. Yeah, I mean, it is a big game, isn't it? And I say we know Denmark reached the final, didn't they, last time in, in, in Holland. So, um, you know, you mentioned, obviously, Pernilla Harder. We know how great she is. They've got a very good team and they're going to be a difficult... I think the first game for every 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 yeah. team's quite tough isn't it because you don't want to lose your first game that's the most important thing isn't it and a lot lot of a lot of the guys will be happy with a draw i think in the first game and then something to build on but i agree because of the way that your group is even a draw with denmark wouldn't necessarily be uh, an amazing result would it when you look at how the group could go but it's difficult to 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 pick a winner of that group actually isn't it really difficult to, to pick who might win that group um and uh, you know it's obviously this is the group that england will face assuming England get through our group, who we would face in the next round. If we win, we face the runners-up. If we come second, we face the winners. So there's an interest there for us from our perspective as well. So it's very difficult for me. I, I've looked at this a few times. I'm, I'm thinking, who, who can win that group? I really, I think it's going to be really, really tight. And it could come down to goal difference. It could even come down to head-to-heads, couldn't it? Who's going to get through this? Because I can't decide between the, the three of them, actually. And yes, that was a big win for Germany against Switzerland. Um, but it is one game and that doesn't determine the tournament, does it? And, you know, Germany are going to be strong. Spain, as you've mentioned, we know how good they are. We know what great players they've got. Um, and I say I wouldn't write Denmark off either. So it is a really, really tough group, that one. It's probably the hardest one to to predict. Um, but we've got someone else to join us, actually, it is, of course... Amar, how are you doing with his nice haircut as well? Look at that. What a, no, it what looks a terrible. No, it looks terrible. Good to see you, boys. You all right? Oh, it's a fantastic haircut. It's nice for yeah. summer, isn't it? Cheers, yeah. Why not? I'll get rid of all of it, but there you go. <laughs> if we ever get any summer, of course. Um, we, we just, we've just sort of started talking about Group B, yeah. which is obviously Germany, Spain, Denmark and yes. Finland. Um, you know, obviously, Andreas was saying how, how important that first game is against Denmark for Germany. Yeah. Um, I think it's a difficult group to call. I mean, what do you make of this group? The group of death we've called it. Uh, well, we're not the yeah, only ones who've called it. That's, actually, it that's exactly what I was thinking earlier as well. It's so difficult to predict. Finland, yeah. you know, Finland were good. There was a time when Finland were quite good, but it's tough mm. to see. It's tough to see them really, uh, really uh, challenging for the group, but uh, to challenging to get out of that group. I think I wouldn't be too disrespectful towards them, but they're, they're the minnows in that group, I would say. The other three is really, really difficult, as you say. Mm. I mean, of course, could, who could forget the last Euros in the Netherlands? Denmark knocked Germany out in the knockout stage. So, and went mm. all the way to the final, even I think they led led the Netherlands at one stage before they, before they got beat. So, yeah, it's really, really difficult to call. But uh, it could a lot could hinge, as you say, on that game between Germany and Denmark, because I don't see Spain, even without Jenny Hermoso, who's sadly injured. And uh, surprisingly, I read last week, it's actually on her way out of Barcelona going, I think, to, is it Club America or somewhere? To Mexico. Yeah, I think so. So even without her, I still think their strength and depth is good, is good enough to get them through. But a lot will hinge on that game between Germany and Denmark. Yeah, I think it will. And, you know, obviously Spain have got to play Denmark as well. That's going to be another big game, isn't it? And, yeah, yeah. you know, it's, I mean, all the games in, in that group are going to be pretty difficult, uh, difficult to call. And I say it is obviously, it does indirectly affect England because we will yeah. play one of these teams 
in the quarterfinals, assuming that we get through Agri, which we'll talk about a bit later. Um, I mean, Andreas, what would your prediction be for the final placings in the group then? I know it's really tough. No doubt you're obviously going to say Germany first, and that's fine. But what, what would your prediction be for the for the final standings in that group? Because it is so, so tough. It's, it's uh, so difficult to say. But uh, one word to Spain. Uh, we all say Spain is the top favourite and, and Barcelona. So, uh, it's, it's the Spanish national team. It's not Barcelona. Uh, hmm. uh, when, when you see uh, the way Barcelona plays, they have a few players uh, from from abroad. Uh, there is uh, uh, there was Lika Martens, uh, um, Graham, Graham Hansen, Caroline Graham Hansen, Anna Czernogorczewicz, uh, Fridolina Rolfe. Uh, yeah. They are they are not playing in the Spanish national team. So hmm. so we shouldn't overrate them. But uh, uh, the yeah, uh, what speaks for them is they have their first match against Finland. I think Spain will win. So, uh, as I said, it's it's also about the self confidence. Uh, Spain will go with self confidence in in the matches against uh, Germany and Denmark, and yeah, I think uh, Spain will win the group. Uh, who will be runners up? Uh, I hope Germany. <laughs> uh, as I said, the first match will decide. If, if it's a draw, then everything is possible. But then the yeah. uh, advantage is on Denim Denmark's side because they play Finland and Germany plays against Spain. So uh, the pressure for the last match could be in enormous uh, to, to beat Finland with, with, uh, with a high result. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's... it's very open group, and I say uh, Spain will win, Germany runners up, and Denmark uh, on third, Finland on fourth. Yeah, I mean, it, it could well be that. And of course, if that if that was the case, then if England did win their group, it would be Germany that we would face in the quarterfinals, wouldn't it? Which would be very interesting. Um, but we'll see. I mean, um, Amar, what, what we, what's your sort of prediction for Group B then in terms of where you think they might be? I know it's, it is such a tough group, this one, to, to, to predict. Oh, really? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's really tough. But, uh, I don't see one thing. I definitely don't see Spain not qualifying. It would be a huge shock if one of the pre-tournament yeah. favourites went out. But they'll finish as anybody's guess. I mean, a little hinge on the games against Denmark and Germany. But I, I probably just, if anything, because of all the classy players they've got in their sides, I probably just, probably just edge them to win the group ahead of Germany or probably Germany actually. I think other than Denmark, you see, they've got Penilla. Other than and probably Simone, one or others, but I, I just, I just don't, I don't really see. I could be wrong, of course. They, of course, they go to the final, so it's really, really tough to call. But I probably just put Spain and Germany slightly ahead, but not with much confidence whatsoever. Let's say. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Denmark are maybe quite as good as they were in the last competition, maybe, um, and they have found themselves in a really difficult group. But yeah, I mean, I think Germany and Spain will qualify. In which order? Um, mm -hmm. I guess the game when they meet each other is going to perhaps decide who wins the group and who comes second. Yeah. But I do think that will probably be, they'll be the two that qualify. Uh, mm -hmm. And Denmark are just going to miss out, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah. obviously Finland um, will probably finish bottom of the group. But, um, you know, I'm sure they'll enjoy the experience of being there as well. You never know. They, they might cause a shock result somewhere along the line out of the three games. You never know. But, but yeah, I, I think Germany and Spain will qualify. Um, personally, I mean, who, who would we rather play in the quarterfinal? Assuming we win the group, of course, who would we rather play in a quarterfinal, Germany or Spain? That's an interesting one, isn't it? Because it's going to be a tough game either way. We know our record against Germany isn't fantastic and we know how good Spain are. So um, I guess 
you know, we'll take what we get, I suppose, as long as we go through our group, I suppose. But yeah, I think those two will qualify. And then, you know, maybe Denmark, unfortunately, might miss out this time. Um, maybe down to the draw as much as anything else. Um, Terry's with us as well tonight. He says, good evening, Richard. Um, who are the other two? Um, look a bit rough for this channel, mate. <laughs> I hope you're really hard to get guests. Well, you know, we, we, we dragged a couple of people in just to help us out. It's, it's, it's tough this time of year. Um, so that's Group B then. So we pretty much think Germany and Spain are going to qualify, which will be good. Um, why not have a look next then at a at the group that had a little bit of um, a sort of a late change, didn't it, to the team that was in it? <laughs> It was such a late change that I didn't even have time to do a graphic with the actual team names. <laughs> um, so Group C then, obviously, it's Netherlands, Sweden, Switzerland and Portugal, who were a replacement for Russia, of course. Um, so we've got actually Sweden and Netherlands. This is another kind of group of death in a sense. Uh, you know, the second and fourth ranks yeah. are both drawn in the same group. Um and then obviously Switzerland and Portugal. We saw Switzerland um, last night against England. They, you know, they did okay for a while, but you, you could see that they're lacking. Um, and Germany, as we mentioned before, did beat them seven 0 last week. So Switzerland look a little bit outsiders in that sense. And obviously Portugal are the what second lowest ranked team in the tournament now, having sort of sneaked in through the back door. But if you remember in, in the men's Euros '92, Denmark got a late call up and ended up winning it, yeah. didn't they? Yeah, so let's right. not write Portugal off quite yet, but um, it's a tough group for Switzerland and Portugal, isn't it? Netherlands and Sweden, you would imagine, are going to qualify from this group in which order, again, we don't know. I mean, I, I actually saw the Netherlands last week against England and they played well in the first half, looked a really good side, but then they maybe ran out of legs in the second half and obviously we got on top of them and, and won quite comfortably. And, you know, if I was a, a Dutch fan at this moment, I'd be slightly concerned by that second half performance. But we know they've got quality and I'm sure they'll be a lot stronger when the tournament starts. I mean, Andreas, what do you make of this group? And it is main, mainly between Netherlands and Sweden, isn't it? Probably they are the two strong teams in this group. You'd imagine they'll go through. But there's a lot to look forward to in this group, isn't there? Yeah, I agree. Um, Portugal, I think, is the biggest outsider in, in the tournament. So uh, I can't... I can't think that they will, will win a match or or at least uh, uh, get a draw. So it, it will be um, between the uh, Netherlands and uh, Sweden because uh, Switzerland, uh, the last uh, um, friendlies against Germany and, and England showed that they are limited in their quality and uh, maybe they can beat uh, Portugal and end up third in the group, but uh, the two that will qualify uh, Netherlands and Sweden, and um, I think uh, Swedish team might win this group. And uh, um, most people say uh, Netherlands, uh, the title holders, uh, they will um, they will win this group. They will go maybe to the final. Or uh, I see the Swedish team stronger. And uh, I remember last year before the Olympics uh, in in our German talk. Uh, we had uh, Tabia Kemmer uh, and Alexandra Pop to uh, German internationals as guests. Mm. They uh, both uh, didn't say anything about Sweden. And, and uh, close to the end, I said, and what about Sweden? Uh, nobody says they could uh, win the Olympics. Ah, oh, no, I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> we all know <laughs> it was a penalty shootout in the end. And nearly uh, Sweden uh, won the Olympics. So for me, the Swedish team is... is 
is one of the favorites, and I think they will win the group. And mm. Netherlands, they had a lot of problems in, in uh, the qualifiers, I think qualifiers for the uh, World Cup next year. And uh, yeah, maybe they, they are a little bit over their best time. Uh, yeah. yeah. Let's see. But uh, Lika Martens was uh, injured for, for a few months and she's back now. So mm. maybe this will help. But I I would say uh, first Sweden and second Netherlands is good. Yeah, I mean, obviously the first game is uh, Netherlands against Sweden, actually. So that's an interesting game. We'll go into that game next Saturday. That's going to be good. Um, at uh, so Bramall Lane. But it's going to be a good game of football because two very, very good sides, as we know, I say that the two of the top four ranked teams in the world. And I, I, I agree with Andreas. I think Sweden are yeah. one of the big favourites for this competition. I think we saw in the Olympics how good they are. We know yeah. a lot of their players from playing in the WSL. They've got some very good players, haven't they? You know, obviously we've got Stina with us and, you know, Chelsea have got one or two. And you, you can see the quality that they've got. And I would not be surprised yeah. if they do have a really good tournament. They are going to be a difficult team to beat, I think. And, you know, I, I wasn't overly impressed with Holland uh, last week, I've got to be honest. Yeah. Um, you know, they, 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 they played well yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, you know, I think that I agree. I don't think they're as good as they were. And I think that um, it may not. I think that their, their chances of retaining the, the, the tournament, to me, they're outsiders, I think, out of the more favoured teams. I, I think so. And yeah, in this group as well. But that first game is going to be going to be crucial. If Holland do win, then that's going to, they're going to be massive favourites to win that group with the other two games they've got to play. Um, yeah. So I think that's going to decide who wins the group. But yeah, I, I think it'll be Netherlands and Sweden going through in which order. That first game will probably tell us, but I wouldn't be surprised if Sweden do win the group. Of course, if they do and we win our group, there's a possibility we could play Sweden in the semi-final. Which yeah, we'll worry about that later. There's lots of games to go. Before <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, that, that's it's going to be that's going to be a decent game. That first game in the group. I mean, Emma, yeah. what do you make of the group C then? I, I suppose you, you kind of think probably Holland and Sweden to go through. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit not too dissimilar to Group B, I would say, in which that. Portugal, they've always, they've had done decently. I mean, they tested us in the last one last year. They've had some good wins in the mm. in the past, but I think they're the outside. Switzerland have got some good players, as we saw. It was nice to see the lionesses and Leah and Noel in that photo, which I'm sure you all saw yeah. on Twitter. Yeah, that's, that's about, I don't know. You see, they've got some good players. They've got Chernobyl as well going forward. They've got a few decent players as well. Uh, but I think yeah, it's, it's between Netherlands and Sweden. But I would go along with. What the crowd most people are saying and say, I think Sweden will win the group and Netherlands will finish second because, after, as I said, when I watched the Netherlands, they rather, especially for our former goalkeeper, she was really, really, um, yeah, yeah so especially cool. letting, letting one of the one little goal thing, it was from Ella Toon, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, I think, yeah, she was not on form and I don't know, they were pulled apart. But Viv did go, Viv came on the bench, and every time you have was such a great player, Viv, and you got Lika and DVD, Jackie Grown, and as we know, with all their players. They've got uh, and Linus Berenstein doing another one. So you can never rule them out, but I'd just give the edge to Sweden. They, they should have won an Olympic gold medal. They didn't, but yeah, the form Steen is in and the strength they've got with Magda and a lot of other great players. As we know how what their pedigree is like in major tournaments. So yeah, I would probably say that they, they would finish top of Group C for me with the Dutch second. Yeah, I mean, this is the only group actually with two former winners in it. Obviously, Netherlands and Sweden have both won yes. the Euros before. Um, as I say, it's the only group with, with two previous winners. Yeah, I mean, Switzerland, I, I was 
fairly disappointed with them overall last night. They defended well at times, but they didn't offer a lot, did they? And um, as we mentioned before, Leah Walty is so important to their business. Yes, she is for us, as, as we've seen um, the games that she missed for us this season. The important games, yeah. obviously, Wolfsburg, Birmingham and stuff like that. You know, big yeah. games that she missed. We saw the difference. So, yeah. Um, I mean, Switzerland will probably be capable of picking up a result against one of those teams. And who knows, yeah. you know. But, yeah, I think it'd be a massive surprise if Sweden and Netherlands don't qualify out of this group. And, um, yeah, possibly Sweden may well come out on top. But we'll see. Yeah. That first game is going to be um, in interesting. Are you going to any games in this group, Amar? Or, um, is no, this I'm group... only going to the games in the uh, England's group, just the Norway and the Northern Ireland games. Okay, I know, Andreas, you're going to two Germany games, aren't you? Is that the only game you're going to? Uh, two Germany games and uh, Belgium versus Iceland. Oh, yeah, that's an academy. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Belgium versus Iceland. Yeah, that would be good, actually. Um, yeah, that's in the next group. Yeah, we'll get on to that <laughs> one now. But, yeah, so I think we all agree that Sweden and Netherlands will probably qualify from this group. And um, that should be that. And, yeah, Portugal, um, don't know too much about them, actually. They say they got in through the back door in a way, but, you know, you never know. There might be a surprise package, who knows? But we'll have to wait and see. So, after Group C, then we'll look at uh, at Group D, which is a, an interesting group, actually, I think. So, France, Italy, Belgium and Iceland. So, yeah, quite a, an, interesting, yeah. an interesting mix of groups. Obviously, France will... Probably be the favourites. They are the third-ranked team in the world, so they're the highest-ranked team in that group. Um, but yeah. Italy are a decent side as well. Belgium, on their day, can cause problems. Uh, and Iceland, as we said before, those sort of Scandinavian-type nations can be can be quite tricky. And and even Iceland, who are the lowest-ranked team in that group, um, where they are ranked at 17. Actually, no, Belgium actually ranked below them, but they're 19th. But, yeah, so um, what do we make of this, this group then, Andreas? I, I, you sort of thinking France and Italy to qualify, or do you think there could be a surprise? Because Belgium and Iceland aren't bad sides either, are they? Yeah, this group is is France. Uh, I think it would be a big surprise if France uh, will not win this group. Uh, mm. But uh, when when you, you look at their squad, uh, I was uh, astonished that uh, Amandine Henri and uh, Eugenie Le Sommer are not involved uh, in the squad. So France is doing everything uh, to not win the Euros, I think. Because <laughs> two, two of the best players of, uh, of uh, Champions League, Winner Lyon, are not uh, in the squad. Uh, but uh, nevertheless, uh, France is the strongest team in this group and they will win this group. And um, uh, the, the second place, I think, will be uh, between uh, Italy and Iceland. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, I see Iceland stronger than than most uh, most of the experts because uh, they had some good results uh, in the past in qualifiers and uh, I think the qualifiers for for the last World Cup uh, they have uh, beaten Germany uh, in in Germany and uh, it was uh, it was a very tough match. Uh, the replay then in Iceland was a very tough match. Germany had to win there, and and they did. But uh, this Iceland team is, yeah, they are better than than most people think. And uh, Bayern Munich has three Iceland uh, internationals in their squad, and uh, it's the center center back uh, Gladys Vigostot here. She played very very good season. Right. And the young midfielder uh, Carolina. 
Williams dot here. Uh, yeah, very talented, and uh, uh, she's got uh, a few goals for Iceland in the qualifiers. So I, I don't think that uh, we can say uh, they have no chance. They, it will be between Italy and them. I think maybe Italy will be a little bit stronger, more physical. And so, yeah, so I think Italy might be runners up in this group. But it will be a tough match. Iceland, and I don't see any chance for Belgium. I think they are the weakest team in this group. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, we, uh, well, I, I saw Belgium, obviously, when they played against England a couple of weeks ago, and, you know, they, they did okay for a while, but it always looked like <coughs> being one result now, and they've not done too well in some of the other friendly that they've played either. So, yeah, um, I think France, obviously, are going to be massive favourites to win the group, um, and it's just like you said, who's going to get that second place? I don't think it's quite open between Italy, Belgium and Iceland, actually. I don't think there's an awful lot to choose between any of them. And it's going to come down to the, the games they play against each other, isn't it? That's going to perhaps decide how it goes. But, yeah, I would maybe make Italy slight favourites to get that second spot. Um, but, yeah, I mean, um, you've certainly bigged up Iceland there. So I'm starting to think that maybe they could be better than we think. And they've yeah. got a couple of players from the WSL as well, haven't they, in in their squad. So, um, you know, we, we will know a couple of their players. Um, what is that one from place of West Ham, isn't there? Um, is it Dagny? Dagny Brunier's daughter, that's right, yeah. So, yeah. He's a good player. So, um, but yeah, so they, you know, that Iceland will certainly be in with, with a chance, I'm sure. Um, Emma, what do you make of Group D then? Who, who, who do you think is going to make it through there? Obviously, I'm assuming France will probably win that group. Yeah, I, I mean, a lot of people are shocked. Like with the, it's a little bit like you say with the Germany, Spain, Denmark, and uh, Finland group. But yeah, I, I, I have a feeling Italy drew actually in the friendly early today. I was looking at actually. The drew with the Spain in the end, yeah, they did, yeah, and put yeah. the lead in yeah. until Pateas equalized. But yeah, you could never rule them out. I mean, <laughs> it's funny, it's funny how their men's team are winning the Euros, and they got the, the last two World Cups they haven't even qualified for, so they should be bigging up the women's team and getting behind them a bit more often now. And maybe thinking they could be dark horses for tournaments, but yeah, I think mm. I like the look of Italy. I, I, you can never rule them out. They did well at the last World um World Cup in France. I think they they got to the quarterfinals already to be beaten by the Dutch, and so they'll be looking to try and do improve on or um, improve on that showing, and maybe even go one step better. So yeah, I think France will will go down to that France Italy game to see who tops the group. But I would probably back those two to go through. Uh, yeah, Iceland and Belgium. I don't know too much, but I think it's going to be difficult to see past France and Italy. Yeah, well, definitely past France. I mean, I, I was thinking France and Italy, and then suddenly Andreas has made me think perhaps Iceland might have a bit of a chance, so you never know. But um, that game, maybe Italy against Iceland could decide maybe that one, won't it? I think that's probably where that's going to come down to. But, yeah, I, I think it would be a massive surprise if France didn't didn't win that group, certainly, to go through. And that would yeah. set up an interesting quarter-final, wouldn't it, against either ne possibly Netherlands or Sweden against France in a quarter-final? That would be a little bit. Um, if that's the way that works out. Um, so we'll see what happens there. And obviously, the, although it's the first group on the list, it's the last group I wanted to look at. Of course, it is the main one that we're concerned about. It is the group that England are in, Group A. So, yeah, obviously, England, Austria, Norway and Northern Ireland. I mean, I think it's fair to say we can perhaps dismiss Northern Ireland's chances of qualifying. It's great that they've qualified for the competition, um, but for them to get out of that group would be a big, big, massive shot, wouldn't it? Um, obviously, England are going to be favourites to win the group. 
Um, but I think who's going to come second, Austria or Norway? It seems to be very difficult for me to choose, actually. I don't think, you know, Norway have got a great history in the Euros. Um, yes. And Austria, of course, reached the semi-final, didn't they, of the last um, Euros. Yes, they did. So they did. They, you know, that was their first time they qualified. They're, they're ranked 21st in the world, actually, Austria. And Norway are, where are Norway? They're quite they're higher up there, aren't they? Um, Norway are, I can't find them on my list now. Well, these are um, the world rankings. Where are Norway? I know we're 11th. So that, 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 okay. you know, they're not too far behind us. And we're 8th, obviously. Um, and Northern Ireland are 47th. So they are the, weak, the weakest ranked, lowest ranked team in the competition. So um, so what we make of this then, Andreas, obviously England are going to sail through the group, but who's going to come second? <laughs> <laughs> so you already decided that England wins the group. Uh... <laughs> Well, you've already got your England shirts on, so I said, well, of course you want England, isn't it? Yeah. I'm, I'm confident. I'm confident putting out that we that we may well win the group, but we'll see. I hope so that England will win this group. Uh, the the opening match of a tournament is always very difficult, and yeah. uh, we saw this in in many many tournaments. <clears throat> uh, it's yeah, um, there is a, a lot more pressure on the opening match than on every other match. So. Yeah. Uh, and England, as the host, uh, there's, uh, yeah, even uh, with the last results, <clears throat> all uh, all clear winnings, uh, decent winnings in in these friendlies, uh, everybody says, oh, no problem, let's look uh, whom, whom will we meet in, in the quarterfinal or semifinal. Uh, yeah, mm. let's first uh, win the opener against Austria. And... Yeah. Uh, Never forget, mm -hmm. Austria was in the semi-final in the last uh, Euros, and yeah. they uh, they lost against Denmark only in penalty shootout. Penalties, that's mm -hmm. right, yeah. So uh, Austria, of course, uh, we have beaten Austria in in the um, World Cup qualifiers. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was only one 0 though, wasn't it? it was only one 0 That's right. It was only one 0 Yeah, it was only one 0 Yeah, and uh, there are a lot. Of Austrian players we know very well, uh, Manu in goal, uh, Vicky Schnaderbeck in defense, uh, yeah, yes. and from, from the Germany there's Karina uh, um, Wenninger from Bayern Munich in defense, as yeah. Nicole Biller uh, from Hoffenheim. Yeah, yeah. Um, they have a lot of good players, though uh, it won't be an easy match. But uh, on the other hand, uh, if we play like we did in the second half against Belgium and Netherlands and Switzerland. Only the second half. <laughs> we play. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. This, uh, the whole match, then England will beat Austria. Uh, and the, the, the second uh, uh, team that qualifies in this group will be Norway. Norway is, uh, I think, as strong as Sweden. I see them as uh, equal level like Sweden. Uh, just look at the next. There's Guru uh, Reiten, uh, Ingrid Engen, uh, Ada Hegerberg. Uh, CGH, yeah. Fantastic players. Uh, Caroline Graham Hansen from Barcelona. Frida as well, yeah. yeah they are, uh, they are uh, with a very strong offensive line. And mm -hmm. Ada Hegerberg, she's uh, just back for, for a few months now after more than two years out with injury. Uh, oh, before wow. She had this ACL rupture. She was, I think, uh, she was the best uh, striker in Europe. At least, it's Ada, Ada, yeah, Ada, yeah, Ada Hegerberg. And now, yeah, 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 yeah. 
coming back better and better. And uh, uh, she was uh, she was not playing in, in the Norwegian uh, in the national team for four or five years because she was fighting for for equal pay. And uh, yeah. now uh, she's back in the national team, and this makes the team stronger. And we all know Guru Raiden, very yeah. good uh, offensive midfielder. Very, so. very good, yeah. Yeah, I hope England will win the group, and I think Norway will be the runners-up in this group. And yeah, uh, yeah we could we could see Norway uh, for a longer time in this tournament. Austria is not to be underestimated, but no. I think they will they will not qualify. They will end up third, and uh, Northern Ireland will. It's a big success for them that they have qualified for the Euros, but I don't think that they will grab any point. No, no, I, I kind of definitely agree with that. I mean, um, I, I, I kind of th think you're right in the sense that the first game is always difficult because especially when you're the hosts, there's a lot of expectation on England anyway, um, and even more so because of the great results that we've had in the last week or so, which have increased expectation even more. And it's going to be... An incredible atmosphere at Old Trafford on Wednesday as well. And it's how England deal with that pressure. You know, it's all very well playing in the friendlies when you can relax and, you know, there's not that pressure. It's going to be massive amount of pressure on England on Wednesday. Yeah, and, it, yeah. and Austria, are oh, we saw in that World Cup qualifier, there wasn't an easy team to play. Yeah. You know, we, we got the win and I'm sure we'll all take a 1-0 on Wednesday without any problem. But we know it's going to be a tough game. Obviously, you know, we know how well um, Manu Zinsberg had what brilliant season that she had for us in goal you know yeah. you know her quality and and yeah I, I think it's going to be a very difficult start um but having said that I suppose you know Norway as you mentioned that would have been probably even tougher to have started the, the tournament with so um but yeah I mean that the first game is going to be is going to be crucial but I agree I think if we beat Austria we do get off to the winning start then I think the momentum from that will take us through and win the group um, yeah the Norway game second is going to be is going to be tough because you'd imagine they'll beat Northern Ireland. You'd imagine that they will, um, and you know if we maybe don't beat Austria, if it's a draw, we've got the pressure then to beat Norway, haven't we? But I, I do feel that we will beat Austria and um, go on and win the group. I'm going to yeah, be confident yeah. because of how well we've been playing, and I've got 100% faith in Serena as manager as well. I think she's just yeah. um, she knows what it takes to win a home tournament. Um, she knows what it takes to get the best out of the players that she's got. And you can see what a great job she's done. 14 games unbeaten since she took over, what, not, yeah. even a year, not even a year ago. Fantastic stuff. And I couldn't be more confident. I've never felt, usually, whether it's England men or England women going into a tournament, i am always yeah. got doubts in my mind when it comes down to it, when it comes down to the crunch, the knockout games, yeah. have they got the right mentality to go through? And Previously, obviously, we've seen generally they haven't. They've, we've always fell short one way or the other. Yeah. Um, but I've never felt this confident about an England team going into a tournament. I've got to be honest. And maybe it's oh, maybe really? it's come back and bite me on the ass when we don't do as well as I think. But you know, Terry's put a, a comment in there saying, um, "I can't see anyone beating England. It's coming." <laughs> home. Well, don't home. say it's coming home. <laughs> I mean, you're right. Our, our preparation has been fantastic. You know, and we've got. I believe we've got the right manager. We've got the right group of players. And if we're ever going to win a tournament, it's going to be this one. I think this is our best chance to win a tournament. Everything seems to have aligned itself right. You know, we're at home. Um, and I don't know. I, I, I'm not going to take it for granted that we'll win because 
we've we've already talked about all these great teams that are in it, and we're going to have to play some of these to get through it if we're going to get get through to the final and stuff. So, um, but I'm really confident that England can do really really well in this tournament. I say if we're ever going to win a tournament, um, this could well be the one. I'm certainly feeling that. I've been feeling it for a while. But having yeah. watched the way we played against Holland, that second half performance against Holland was just wow. I actually came out of that ground. I couldn't believe how well that second half, how well we yeah. played. And that's against the Dutch team who are the holders of this competition. And we know the great players that they've got. So, uh, yeah, they were missing one or two. Viv wasn't fit, I don't think, particularly in that game. But, um, but yeah, I, I'm confident England will go through. Yes, I, I think Austria and Norway are going to be fighting out for that second spot, aren't they? The, the qualification spot, that game when they meet each other. in That's the final game, isn't it, actually? The final game in the group, Austria. Oh, is it? Oh, okay, yeah. That could... Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's right. That's, yeah, that's going to decide maybe who goes through there um, and join, hopefully joins us in the in the quarterfinals. But yeah, I'm pretty confident that's that we should win the group and go through. I mean, am I? You must be feeling confident about England's chances. Yeah, they're playing really, really well. And uh, we were at the other day, they're not lost on the Serena. And they would, uh, I think they scored some like 84 goals and conceded yeah. just three or something. Three, yeah. Like they were in a great run. I mean, really contrasted to what they were under, like under Phil, and particularly under. Egarisa, it's like almost like chalk and cheese, and uh, yeah, really, it's hard to see Edna not top in the group, but it's easy to get overconfident. I just have to take each game at a time, you know. We talk about it with bigger map, and we don't want to overhype them, and and then, and then we obviously I don't think this team will let us down, but we've got to take it game by game, and uh, yeah. yeah, by the way they're playing, I just must, uh, I I just can't see us not winning the group, and uh, and uh, they'll settle it. They may take a few. It's a while to settle into the tournament, but I think they'll get progressively better. They'll win the group as for second. Yeah, it's going to be tough for Northern Ireland in their debut tournament. They don't want to qualify. They just have to yeah. maybe not try to maybe just try to get a point or two and let's see. They'll they'll be resilient, but it's hard to see hard to see them uh, getting through. Uh, and as you say, I think it'll come down to that game between Austria and Norway on the final match day. So, but I'll probably just give that to Norway with their squad depth, but. As you know, you can never take anything for granted. So, but uh, but I would probably just give the edge to Norway to finish second in the group. Yeah, I'm maybe slightly swaying towards that as well. Um, I just feel Austria are going to be very difficult to beat. I think they only conceded one goal in a whole of the Euro competition last time out, didn't they? they, did, they yeah. And they only lost on penalties. So you know they're going to be difficult to beat and break down. And that's that's going to be. Um, that could obviously hold them in good stead throughout the group. I mean, if they can get a good result against us, then who knows that that's going to set them up nice, isn't it? But I personally would be surprised if we don't um, obviously win this group, possibly win yeah. off the games, if I'm being honest, just the way that we're playing at the moment. Um, yeah. You know, what's impressed me actually about watching England under Serena in particular um, with this group of players is how um, one how well organised we are without yes. the ball and how hard we're working without the ball as well. Yeah. You, know, you, you can you can see it. I mean, you know, we have a lot of possession, but it's stuff that we do without the ball that's really impressed me. And that's yes. what makes me believe that we're going to be really, really tough to beat when it comes to the knockout games. I think the only thing that could um, be against us is that extra pressure that we've got from being at yeah. home. Absolutely. and the expectation and it's how we yeah. do that i personally think we can deal with that i think serena will make sure that they do deal with that but that's the only thing that could go against us really because it's difficult to deal with that pressure isn't it especially when you're at home and there is a lot of expectation and yes we, we, we're bigging them up here and 
putting maybe more expectation on them. But um, but but yeah, I'm I'm really confident that we're going to have a great tournament. Yeah, and, you know we could be there all the way through, hopefully all the way to the final um, on the 31st of July. But we'll see. Uh, I say a lot of things, a lot of big teams that we'll have to play on the way. Should we? Should we get through the group? So, so it's looking like then from our predictions. Then, so from Group A, it'll be England and Norway. From Group B, it'll be Germany and Spain. From Group mm-hmm. C, it'll be Netherlands and Sweden, and in mm-hmm. Group B, France. I think we'll go France and Iceland then in Group D. Oh, okay, <laughs> we'll go with that then. Um, which Italy, Italy, yeah. Terry says there. This is the first time everyone in the squad have got an important role. Yeah. Uh, and more than cable. Yeah, I mean that's the one thing we've seen, haven't we? That the starting eleven is very strong for England, but our bench is very strong as well. And the players that have come on in these last three friendlies, six substitutes that have come on have scored in three yeah. games. Two, two, two squad games. I mean that's that's incredible. You don't often see that. It substitutes so many substitutes making an impact. The other thing I like as well is in these three friendlies, we've scored um what's it, um eleven goals. We've had 10 different goal scorers. No, 12 goals. We've had 11 different goal scorers. Yeah, 12 only, goals, yeah. The only right. player who scored more than once is Beth Mead, who scored two against Holland. Other that's than that, great. it's been 11 different goal scorers and then 12 goals. I mean, that's incredible in three yeah, games. The goals are being spread around the whole team. Defenders are scoring. Rachel Daly scored. You know, the... the, the scored, scoring. Yeah. All the forwards are scoring. Beth England, yeah. Yeah, all the forwards are scoring. So, um, that gives me a massive amount of confidence that no matter what the situation might be in yeah. a game, we've got the players who can make a difference, can come on and make a difference. And the players that are starting can make a difference as well. So, yeah, I, I think we are going to be very, very difficult to beat. And actually, I don't envy any team that has to play us actually in a tournament because I think we are going to be really tough opponents. And, um, yeah. So can I just quickly add something, Richard? Yeah, please. Yeah, go on. Yeah, I was thinking as well. Um, oh, you saw how well the Netherlands embraced it under Serena in the, in the last year is at home. And uh, I don't see why we can't do the same five years on. And we saw how they celebrated wildly with their fans and all the boat party and all the celebrations they want anyway. If this England team were to end a, what's it now, 56-year drought for a major trophy, I think they would to be an open-top bus parade or something. But let's not get, yeah. ahead of, get ahead of ourselves, but... I like I like you. I would say, yeah. I think why why can't we just do what the Netherlands did five years ago, embrace that and and uh, win it? I, I'm I'm like you. I'm feeling really confident. Yeah, no, I am feeling really confident. Yeah, and I say usually whenever it's England going into a tournament, I always got worries in the back of my mind that when it comes down to it, we won't quite manage to do it. But this time, I don't have any of those fears really. No. I'm one hundred percent confident in these group of players. And I'm 100% confident in the manager. And I think that's important as well, because I think previously mm. we've had managers that maybe wasn't able to deal with that pressure that there is being mm. manager of England at a tournament. And especially a home tournament, we've picked the right we've picked the right one, haven't we, for this particular yeah. time with this group of players. You can see it. And yeah, and I say, I think if we're ever going to win a tournament, I think it is this, this is the one. This is our big chance. And it's important that we hopefully can take it. And I'm sure we'll give it a really good go. Um, Terry says there, we only need um, 13 goals to get through. Well, we won't need 13 goals to get through, will we? I'm pretty sure. Um, But yeah, I mean, I I, I actually think our our group could be quite tight, actually. Apart from Northern Ireland, I think Austria and Norway are going to be difficult teams to score against. 
But then certainly we're not going to score fours and fives against them, are we? I wouldn't have thought. I'd be amazed if we do. Um, but hopefully we can just do enough to win those games and go through. Um, and then, of course, we look forward to the knockout stage um, later on. But, yeah, certainly that's um, um, that's the group's kind of sorted out. And let's see mm-hmm. if we're right with our predictions about who goes through. There generally is, isn't there? One team that maybe calls a big surprise at tournaments, isn't there? That yes, there's always one, yeah. Expecting. Uh, I mean, if, if obviously, if that was going to happen in this tournament, which nation would you put your money on to be yeah. maybe outsiders who maybe call the shock and go through? What are you thinking, Andreas? If you had to pick one of the outsiders to go through, who would you say might be the team to call the shock? The outsider team that, that's coming... Uh, yeah, that might get through the group, come second in their group, just out of the blue somewhere, just the shock. Yeah, I think... Uh, Sweden is no outsider, so <laughs> no. <laughs> no, Sweden no. not outsiders at all. No, I think Norway could be uh, a team that we we will see in in the semifinals. Mm. The semifinals, because oh, they have wow. a really strong lineup, and as I said, Ada Hegerberg is one of the best strikers in in Europe. Uh, I saw a few matches uh, from the French uh, league. Uh, and I remember uh, Lyon versus uh, Paris Saint-Germain. Uh, I think he scored two or three goals. Uh, she's really, really good. Uh, so, yeah, I said Norway could be the surprise team. Uh, okay, well, no, I mean, they, they, they may well be. That's, who would be your outsiders in MR? Do you think to, to really go on? See, I mean, we can't really call the teams that we finish first and second to our uh, two as outsiders, but I suppose if I had to pick one, I mean, you know, I, I know I said about Italy, but I don't know. I don't have seen enough of Iceland, but I don't know if I really had to. I, I was probably going really against the grain, but I suppose you could maybe make a case for Portugal. But it's it's a really small case. Uh, I really it's really difficult. But I suppose if I had to, I'd probably Portugal as you've been saying Iceland. Yeah, one of those two. Yeah, I mean, obviously in the last Euros, Austria were a bit of a surprise package. Their, their yeah. first tournament, and they got to the semi-finals. So maybe it could be them again. That they might cause a surprise again because they, you know, they, they did it before. Um, yeah. They would certainly be outsiders to do well, and I say they were last time. Um, I think it might be somebody else that actually maybe causes the, the shot this time. I so said it was Austria last time. Um, trying to look through um, who, who it might be, really. I don't know. I, I know they're not really an outsider, but I, I actually it wouldn't totally surprise me if Denmark sneaked through that group and, and yeah, quite well because they do have match winning players in their team and they are in a tough group. And you know, it would be a surprise to a certain degree if they get through. And then once they're in a knockout stage, you know, so I maybe might. I don't think it's likely, but maybe you never know. Yes, someone causes a shock usually, and maybe it might be them this 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 uh, this time. We'll see. Yeah, I'll, I'll get Terry's point now. He says the CD is mine. Yeah, Terry, yes, they predicted uh, to win in the competition for the CD. He said we've got 13 goals in the group, so that's his prediction. <laughs> I, you know, it's a little bit optimistic in three games, but yeah. um, who knows? You know, we, we've scored 12 goals in our last three games, so it's possible, I suppose. But um, but anyway. Yeah, you never know. We might score. We might need eleven against Northern Ireland to get the thirteen. Imagine if we did. There we go, mad, wouldn't he? That'd be fun. Um, so yeah, we'll see about that. But yeah, if you do want to win a CD, you do need to predict the number of goals England will score in the group. Um, yeah. And if you get it right, you might win that 
fantastic CD, signed CD as well. Um, so okay. that is basically the the group stays then all sorted. We know what's happening with that. We know who's going through uh, and everything like that. Now, what I want to look at next was obviously there are a a lot of WSL players going to be featuring at this tournament across the different nations. Arsenal have got the most actually with twelve, and Chelsea have got twelve um, okay. across all the, the tournaments. So there's a lot of interest in from the Arsenal women across most of the groups actually. I think Group D is the only group without a an Arsenal women's player taking part. So yeah. um, you know we'll forget Group D for the time being. But there's a lot of there's a lot of interest, isn't there, in in the Arsenal women's side? We say with twelve of our players yeah. and the competition. Obviously, you know. We know the, the England ones as well. Um, I mean, Andreas, what what sort of um, Arsenal connections? Are, obviously, take out the England ones because obviously we know we're going to look forward to them anyway. Which are the other sort of um, Arsenal women players playing? Are you most looking forward to seeing? Um, which sort of games you're most looking forward to that are involving some of the Arsenal players? Uh, of course, it's Netherlands uh, versus Sweden. <laughs> yeah. yeah. With with against uh, Cena, it's it's a special special match uh, for for with seniors, <laughs> yeah. With um, seniors, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. Of course, everybody's looking at at Viv and and uh, yeah. <laughs> I heard this interview with her, and she said uh, also she she hates to say this. Uh, she hopes that England will have a fantastic tournament. Will. will <laughs> Maybe we'll win this tournament because yeah. it's important for the country, for for the atmosphere, for everything. Uh, and then she said, "But uh, if we uh, beat England in in the knockout stage, I think I have to leave the country." <laughs> I think they go, if they win the tournament, they win the country. If they win the tournament the second time, they leave the country. I mean, yeah. yeah I mean, to I be honest with you, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I've been thinking about this quite a lot. And for me, if England don't win the tournament. And, you know, there's obviously a, a chance that we won't win it. If we don't win it, I do hope that at least one of the Arsenal women do win it, it with yes. their country, whoever it is, whether it's Viv, whether it's Stina, whoever it might be. I do hope that it isn't a, a nation without any Arsenal players at all. I'd be a little bit disappointed if that was the case because we've got so many there. It'd be nice for at least one of them to, to get their hands on it. Um, obviously, hopefully it's going to be the four in England squad. But, um, mm. but yeah, obviously, Netherlands, Sweden. That's the reason why I picked that game to get tickets for because mm. I wanted to see that. Um, you know, two of our great players that we've got and we enjoy watching, see them have a shootout against each other. That's going to be really interesting. And it's not just about those two. I mean, it's it's two great teams um, with great players all the way through, isn't it? It's just obviously from our perspective, that's the game um, that stands out. But obviously England, Austria as well. Obviously two Austrians in in the obviously Arsenal players in the Austrian teams. We said uh, Manu Zinsberger and of course Laura as well. Um, yes. recently joined us and uh, uh, of course Andreas's mate um, Vicky Schneiderbeck as well of course um, will yeah. probably be, will be playing in that game um, so that's going to be interesting obviously Norway as we mentioned in England play Norway there's obviously Frieda Marnham likely to, to play um, for them so we look forward to that game you're going to that one aren't you Amar England against Norway yes we're going to England against Norway yes in July yes in fact it's just in 10 days time now yes it is yeah Really good. Yeah, that's gonna be a, that'll be a good game. That actually, we yeah, yeah, and obviously, as we saw with Switzerland last night, there's two Arsenal players in the Swiss in the Swiss lineup. Um, obviously, Noel Moritz and and Leah Walty. So they'll both yeah. be coming up against Viv and Stina as well in the group. Yeah, um, yeah, but there's some interesting games there as well. So I mean, there's a lot of interest, isn't there? You know, from from our perspective, looking at the Arsenal women's performances, 
Um, I mean, obviously, we know the, the we know how, how good all our players are, and we know how, how good Viv is, for example. But Andreas, which Arsenal women's player do you think is going to perhaps have the best tournament? Is going to be the, the standout performer in the tournament out of all the Arsenal players out there? Uh, yeah, according to, to the performance during the last uh, season, I would say uh, it's Beth Mead. Uh, she was just outstanding and uh, also in, in, the, in the friendlies. Now, when she was playing, she was she was one of the best and she scored uh, two goals. Uh, yeah, so I would say uh, it, it should be Beth because she she's in, in the best performance of her career now. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can't really argue too much with that. She, she, I mean, what a year she's had for England. She's broken the goal-scoring record in one season for England. That's including the men and the women's teams. Just fantastic. She beat Jimmy Greaves' yeah. record that game against Nevins on my birthday, which was nice. So to do it for me then as well. That was brilliant. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, Beth Mead obviously um, is looks as though she's going to have a, a great tournament. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Um, I think that's that's pretty much a given. But, you know, we've got a lot of players on top of their game from from Arsenal that are looking to be looking ahead to this tournament, looking forward to, to performing well. I mean, Emma, which um, Arsenal women do you think is going to maybe have the best tournament out of all of them that are there? Yeah, I mean, it's obvious to say the main ones there, yeah. I thought that was Andreas was wearing Germany shorts there for a second. I couldn't tell. <laughs> I just wanted to get over. I thought he was wearing German shorts. Like, what's he doing? He's got a line that's his top in a Germany shorts there. But no, no, that's fine. He can do that. That's fine. He's yeah, no, no, no. I didn't say I'm sorry. I just, sorry. <laughs> I, getting back to the point, I don't actually. I, I, I've, I'm excited to see what this season. We've only had the one season. And uh, what she was really impressive. Scored a few goals as well for us and contributed well when the, when the going got tough. I think this could be a really breakthrough tournament for Frida. She was really exciting for us last, last season. So she's definitely one I'm keeping miles on, especially when I go and see the Norway game in 10 days' time. But mm. I suppose the one I'm really excited about, because the way she really exploded into, onto the scene for us since joining January, is, is Blackstemius. He's just, yeah, she's she can't stop scoring at the moment. She scored another one for Sweden the other night. She yeah. just literally, she just, you know, she's just so clinical, so cool and calm and composed in front of goal. And, for her to for us to have her and for Sweden to have her is a huge asset, and I think she could. I wouldn't. It's tough to know who's going to be with that up there for Golden Boot, but I wouldn't put it past them to be up there. And like you said, maybe even in the WSL next season, who knows? But yeah, I think those two are the ones I'd keep in my eye on. I would say along with like some Beth and Laura as well, who only just joined in January too. So it's exciting times ahead. Yeah, no, I think so. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm 100 with you on, on Steena. I think she's been a brilliant signing for us. Um, what an what an impact she's made, and you know the fact that you know she's always uh, she performed well at the World Cup for Sweden. Um, she always seems to perform well in the big games when it matters, and I wouldn't be at all surprised if you know she may well be in the running. You know, Sweden are likely to go well in the tournament, likely to you know go quite far far into the tournament. So she'll probably get the opportunity to play quite a few games. I wouldn't be yeah. surprised if she's battling for the golden boot, actually, Stina. So um, <clears throat> I'm definitely looking forward to seeing her performances um, over the next few weeks. Um, big things I'm expecting um, from her. Obviously, from the Lionesses, yeah, Beth Mead, of course. You know, yeah. what can you say? What, what, what a fantastic year season that she's had. 
and it would be fantastic for it to round it off, get in player of the tournament or something, wouldn't it, from, from the Euros as well, who knows. Um, but, yeah, I mean, obviously, Leo as well, being captain, could be going up, you know, join Bobby Moore, lifting a trophy for England as captain, yeah. that would, wouldn't it, to be an Arsenal. Exactly. Not, not only an Arsenal player, but someone who's come through our whole system, an Arsenal fan, yes. leading England to winning a, only the second tournament we've ever won, that would just be amazing, wouldn't it? Um, and you know what what a fantastic moment that will be to see um if we can see that happen um would be great i mean i did um i did say last night in the game that uh the, the only previous time an, an arsenal player has been captain of england going into a tournament was also a home euros euro 96 of course tony adams was captain of the men's oh, was he? No, yeah, yeah. and we, we went so close didn't we to winning that obviously you know we'll let andreas have his moment because they obviously <laughs> yeah, exactly as we know um but we came close, didn't we, under, with Tony Adams as captain in that tournament. So it'd be nice if Leah can go one better um, and, and get her hands on the trophy. That would be, that'd be um, fantastic. So, um, But, yeah, there's a lot of interest in the tournament from Arsenal's perspective as well, isn't there? So um, let's hope that they all have a good tournament. That's what I'm hoping for. They all perform well. Um, we can enjoy watching them. And, you know, the others as well, let's be honest. I mean, you know, there's so many great players from the WSL that are going to be playing oh, in this yeah. tournament. And that's oh. that's the great thing about it, isn't it? You know, yes, there's there's great players from elsewhere. You know, there's great players from the German league, from Spain, from France. We know all these great players well. But you know, there's so many players. I, I, I'm pretty sure that the WSL has got the most players in the tournament throughout it. Yeah. It must have. I haven't actually looked at all the numbers, but it, it must have surely. Yeah, you know, obviously most of the England squad, apart from two or three, uh, of yes. WSL start yeah. with. So that's like twenty odd, isn't it? Um, so yeah, it, it's it's going to be great to see all these players that we see week in week out in the WSL playing in this tournament at the top level and and you know yeah. just enjoying enjoying the football. And it is going to be, isn't it? I'm sure a brilliant um, advert for women's football, not not so just good. women's football in England, but yeah. women's football in general, because it's the very very top level teams, isn't it? You know, certainly when we get to the knockout stage, that quarterfinals is looking set to just be amazing, isn't it? The game yeah. in that quarterfinals is just incredible. Some, some of the potential games that we could see is just going to be amazing. And um, the whole tournament's going to be great, I'm sure. Um, yeah. Obviously, we're all going to some games, aren't we? Matt's going to some games. I know he's not He's not managed to make it um, uh, tonight. So, so, Andres, you're going to, is it Germany, Spain and Germany, Denmark? Are they the two? Ooh, bring it on. <laughs> yes, very, uh, very tasty. Game. Yeah, two two very important matches, and uh, yeah, uh, one's next Friday, isn't it? Um, next Friday, uh, Thursday is, is the opener, and uh, yes. Oh, okay. No, sorry, I thought it was Friday. My bad. It's, it's Friday, yeah, against Denmark, and then uh, yeah. on on Tuesday. The, yeah, the both week. in Brentford, isn't it? I think both in Brentford. Yeah, and on Sunday I'm. Uh, I'm going to Iceland, uh, Belgium. So yeah. three matches. I, I would like to to stay for for the whole three and a half weeks, but uh, yeah. <laughs> work and, and yeah. it's only one week and three matches. But the rest I will see on TV. Uh, it will be an exciting tournament. The best teams, the best players uh, yeah. are there in in uh, such a tournament uh, combined in. in in three weeks, so I think we will see fantastic matches. 
yeah, we will. So, we'll uh, where, where's, where's the Belgium Iceland game being played? Uh, in, in, in the Academy Stadium. Oh, right, okay. That's the one oh. I think they complained about, didn't they? Because of the venue. I think they said that, that it undermines the value of the tournament or something. So, I think it was the Iceland captain who complained about that. Yes, yes, Iceland saw Gunnar Stotia from uh, Lyon. Uh, she complained and said only 7,000. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, actually, I actually have some sympathy for her there. I actually sympathize with her. There. Yeah, uh, I, I heard that uh, many, many people from Iceland wanted to come over for this match and uh, they didn't get enough tickets. Oh, uh, yeah. Sure. Let's see, we, we know how, how the, the spectators from Iceland, they. Uh, the atmosphere they create in the stadium yeah. with who, who, uh, uh, so yeah, yeah. no, they, they did all, all stadiums will be great, and and the most important is uh, that England, as the host, uh, is starting well in the tournament. This will yes. a special atmosphere, and, yeah. and uh, let's let's have a decent winning like like uh, yesterday against Switzerland. So yes. one against Austria, and then. Uh, the Linuses will, will sail on, on a wave of success. Uh, yeah. We saw this in, in other tournaments. Uh, if the hosts win the first match, then everything is possible. And yeah, yeah. It yeah. is. It is. Uh, well, I'm not sure the same could be said of Qatar later in the year, but that's for another day. <laughs> maybe they should start uh, playing in the first half, not only in the second half. Yeah. yeah. It's been... Now, we had three matches and, and no no goals scored in in the first half in three matches. I thought Chloe Kelly goal against Belgium. That was one, wasn't it? There was Lucy Bronze with that cross against Holland. That was in the first. I half. thought Chloe Kelly scored in the first half against Belgium. No, that was the second half. That was, oh, was she it? Came oh, on at half time. She came on at half time, didn't she, and scored. But yeah, yeah, we've only scored one goal in in the first half of those three games. All the yeah. rest have been in the second half. But to be mm -hmm. fair, I mean, yesterday against Switzerland, we were unlucky not to have scored three or four in that first half. Some of the chances that we had, you know, obviously Frank Kirby missed an easy chance, didn't she? That the goalkeeper saved. No, I didn't see the game. I haven't seen the There game. was one off the line, a header off the line. Um, so we could have scored three or four in that first half, actually. We were a bit unfortunate. But, yeah, it's strange, isn't it, how we get our goals in the second half, usually. But I guess as long as we get them and we win, it doesn't matter too much. But, yeah, I, I, obviously, I hope on Wednesday, obviously, we're at Old Trafford. So I'm hoping that... Um, oh, that would be a fantastic atmosphere. Yeah, we can get the goals. And I think maybe the fact that, you know, the expectation there, you know, as you say, Amar, the atmosphere in that game is going to be amazing. Yeah. Hopefully that really? might really fall some into, you know, we should start that game really strongly, I think, with all that crowd behind them and everything like that. I mean, 70-odd thousand, that game would be the biggest oh, yeah. ever yeah. crowd for an England game in the tournament, won't it? So it'd be fantastic. It should, be. It should um, exceed the crowd for when Manchester United played Everton and WSL, though, hasn't it? So let's see. Yeah, but well, it's supposed to be sold out, isn't it? I know a lot of well, people yeah, are still, still yeah, selling tickets, but I don't know, hopefully. I mean, I how well do we think the other games not involving England are going to fare in terms of crowd. Do we think that there's going to be pretty good crowds for most of the games, or do you think there won't be that big interest? I mean, obviously, you'll have the fans from the nations that are playing, but how many sort of England English fans do you think are going to travel to, to these games? Do you think they're going to be? It's going to be well supported as a tournament, Andreas. Do you think that will be the case, or do you think there could be a few empty, a few empty sort of seats going around? Yeah, there could be matches which uh, which are not. But not so so high tens matches from Portugal from from Belgium. Um, uh, I think the the Scandinavian teams there will be a lot of fans coming over. Um, yeah, Sweden, Norway, Denmark, uh, even Iceland. 
uh, from Germany, there will be many fans uh, coming over uh, for, for the three, three matches. Uh, but yeah, of course, we, we saw this, uh, uh, yeah, uh, this uh, tournament in January, February, our Clark Cup, uh, the English yes. matches uh, this could fill the stadiums, but uh, the attendances in, in the other matches were uh, not so good. No. So, yeah, let's, let's hope uh, the atmosphere will grow uh, throughout the tournament. And once again, it's most important that the English team starts well in this tournament uh, to create uh, this atmosphere yeah. and, and um, yeah, that the whole country grows in this tournament and wants mm -hmm. to see it and, and wants to be in the stadiums. Uh, yeah, definitely. ITV and ITV are showing uh, matches. Yeah, this will help. Oh, I thought it was only on the BBC. Well, then I'm wrong. Then. I thought it was only on the BBC. Um, I'm, 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 it is on the telly in, in England. I don't know who's showing it actually. I thought it was only um, BBC's covering it, but I could be wrong. It might be the BBC. I'm not sure. I know that ITV have been showing the friendlies, haven't they? In the last yeah, couple of weeks, yeah. which has been good. Um, yeah, I mean, do, do you think there'll be big crowds there about some of the games? Or do you think we might end up having some sort of empty stadiums? Which would be disappointing, wouldn't it, if there was a lot of empty seats going around in, in some of the games? I know some of the games don't have that same, maybe, um, yeah. you know, the same excitement around them as some of the other games do. But it'd be nice right. if a decent number of, of tickets were sold for all of them, really, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think, I don't know whether they, how much tickets have already sold, but I thought I read somewhere it was well over 40,000. But I mean, some of the smaller grounds like Lee and and um academy stadium in manchester might be difficult for, to sell out and yeah and do sympathize with some of the teams having to play there but i mean when you when you look at some of the other grounds being used there like brighton and brentford or premier league stadium you've got old trafford you've got bramble lane which of course is so i think i and uh with the with the i don't know what the fan base is like with other teams but i imagine that like like germany spain the netherlands sweden they've all got all big big fan bases so who knows like, mm. they might sell those games out but it'd be nice to see um stadiums being filled and uh it remains to be seen whether it actually happened but um who knows the, the premier league grounds will be more likely to than, than the non-premier league grounds so it, it remains to be seen ultimately but it would be really good to see if they can feed off the atmosphere created in in the other games involving england for example so let's see yeah i mean I understand that the frustration maybe with Iceland having to play in the Manchester City Academy Stadium and stuff. But on the other side of that, you know, if they was to pick Premier League grounds for all the games and yeah. only 4,000 fans turn up for some of the games, true. it's going to be true. empty and the atmosphere is going to be strange. And, That's you know, in a way, it's a difficult balance. I think they've done it quite well because, you know, they're using some Premier League grounds, Brentford, Brighton, Southampton, you know, Bramall Lane's a, a Premier yeah. League standard ground, isn't it? I mean, the Premier League. Um, last season, and then they've got a couple of WSL grounds, haven't they? Lee, Lee Sports Village and and the Manchester City Academy, MK Dons. I mean, that's that's quite a, a big. I think they can hold thirty thousand MK Don Stadium. So they've, they've, you know, that's a big capacity there. And I mean, Rotherham again, it's a it's a newish ground, isn't it? And it'll be it'll be it's a decent stadium. So um, hopefully, hopefully everyone will, will get behind the tournament anyway. And you know, if you haven't got any tickets for games yet, you know, there's still tickets available for a lot of the group games. So get, get yeah. yourself, you know, get some if you can um, yeah. and get yourself along. It'll be really good. And, you know, there's some games down in the, in the south in London. There's some games more in the north as well. So, you know, wherever you live, you've got option of some games that are not too far away, hopefully, that you can mm. get to. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I say at, uh, we're at Bramall Lane for that Netherlands-Sweden game. I don't know which particular end they stuck us in, whether we're going to be with the Dutch or the Swedish fans. I'm not sure. We're behind the goal anyway, so that could be interesting. Yeah. Uh, so I don't really care which end I'm in, actually. But I'm going to wear, <laughs> oh, yeah. wear, wear my orange England top, so maybe it might be better than <laughs> the Holland end, maybe. Um, I might stand out a bit in the Sweden end. Maybe. Get a photo with Viv Stenius as well. <laughs> Well, I, I would love to get a photo with Steve Blackstenius, actually, but we'll see. Vivian, um, Vivian, Vivian, Vivian. Oh, well, Viv, Viv, as well. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, I mean, just looking forward to seeing them both play, actually. Um, oh, yeah, against players. each other, it's going to be interesting to see who comes out on top in that one. Um, that's next Saturday, actually. That game, so that's a lot of just over oh, week nice. away. So yeah. Um, and we've also got tickets for the semi-final at Bramall Lane as well, which is the third oh, semi-final, nice. which um, uh, the, the first semi-final. Sorry, which if England win the group and get that far, it will be England playing in that. So I'm rather hoping that they do. Um, so that's another incentive for me to pray that England win the group, because I don't really want to go to a semi-final that's not involving England, if I'm honest. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We're not in it. But anyway, we'll see what happens. Hopefully we will. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's what's five five days away till the start. Yeah, no. Really it's on Wednesday when it all kicks off. Um, and that is going to be amazing, that game at Old Trafford. Really looking forward to that one. Um, and once the tournament's up and running, we'll be doing, uh, there'll be a live show every night. I so say, obviously, the first night I'm at Old Trafford, so there won't be a show that night. Um, but every other night, apart from the Saturday when Netherlands play Sweden, because I'll be there as well, there's going to be a live show. Um, hopefully, some of you guys can come on from there. I know, obviously, Andreas is away for the first sort of week or so. The tournament isn't at the, at the games and stuff like that. So, um but after that, I hope you, you can pop on and obviously Amar and we'll try and get Matt and, and Harry yeah. as well. What we're going to do is we're gonna, I'm going to do the show sort of on most days, in, certainly in the group stages, a game at five o'clock and a game at eight o'clock. So I'm thinking about doing a show at seven o'clock. So after the first right. game, before the second game, just to look at the game that's just been played, yeah. look at the game that's coming up, look how the Arsenal women have done, if, if any Arsenal yeah. women are playing or playing, um, and maybe just do like an hour, 45 minutes in between the two games. Um, just to go through the stuff like that. So that's what right. the plan is for pretty much every night throughout the tournament. So just a little show yeah. to, um, to chat about what's going on, keep everyone up to date and look forward to the games. And obviously, you know, when each of us have been to various different games, we can come on and talk about the game the night before that we went to and what it was like, what the atmosphere was like, all that kind of stuff yeah. as well, which would be good. Um, and, and sort of talk about that. So, yeah, it's going to be, it is going to be really good. We're all looking forward to it. Let's hope that it does, as Andrea said at the beginning, let's hope it lives up to the expectations of the tournament oh, as a whole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm really sure it will um, because, you know, there's so many great teams, great players that are going to be there. So many great uh, things to look forward to. And it yeah. looks as though, you know, I've seen the signs in all the host cities that's hosting games. They've got the signs up for the Euros, haven't they, with, there's flags of the nations that's competing there and stuff like that. And that looks really good. So it looks as though uh, there's a lot of gonna, there's going to be a lot of stuff going on at the games as well in in, yeah. in the area as well and stuff like that. There'll be a load of stuff happening. So hopefully um, it will be a good experience for everybody that goes to the game, not only in the games itself, but also around the stadiums and stuff like that. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of stuff going on. It's going to be really good. And I'm sure we'll all enjoy that. Terry says, um, I think if England are flying... Uh, more people will hopefully want to be part of it. Yeah, no, exactly. I, I, hopefully people will anyway. You know, we don't get to host many tournaments, do we? Like a whole no. complete tournament. We hosted a few games at the Euros last year. Not that many, really. When you look at it, it was all over the place. Whereas, you know, we haven't hosted a, a tournament completely in England since Euro 96. That was a long time ago. A lot of people won't have experienced that. So um, I think it's an opportunity for everybody who loves football 
to really to get in to get involved and you know get yourself to a game you know the, the, yeah. the ticket the tickets are pretty cheap um you know there's a lot there's a lot available still for the your england games you're not going to get a ticket for unfortunately at the minute but certainly a lot of the other group games you should be able to they're, they're reasonably priced and get yourself along to a game and enjoy it experience um a tournament a football tournament in england because there might not be another one for another 25 years who knows you know we don't get close that many do we they don't like they don't like us hosting for some reason do they despite the fact that we've got the best stadiums we've got the best infrastructure to host amazing that we haven't hosted more than we have but anyway we're hosting yeah. this one we're going to look forward to it and enjoy it i'm sure it's going to be a great great tournament um and we look forward to that so um coming up next then the next thing that we'll do i'm trying to think now we probably won't there won't be a, a live show obviously I'll, I'll be vlogging from the england um austria game there'll be a vlog of that will go up and then obviously the thursday night um i'll be on seven o'clock hopefully someone one or two people can join me as well obviously that's the um, Norway Northern Ireland games at yeah. eight o'clock on that night. So we'll do it before that game. We'll look back on the England game. We'll look ahead to the Norway Northern Ireland game, and we'll do that. I say pretty much every night throughout the tournament. Look at look at the games and and stuff like that. So that's going to be good. So join us all for that. Uh, I mean, Andreas, it's great to see you again. Looking very suave in your England top as well. George is down by ten. Very very nice indeed. Have you enjoyed the show? Yeah, of course. Uh, it's great that the show is back and. Uh, yeah, Fridays have, have their sense again. <laughs> yeah, we yeah, well, it's, it's, it's going to be a little bit all over the place because it's going to be so pretty much every night over the next sort of three weeks once the tournament's done. Oh, I'd love to join them when I can, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so what, what I'll do is obviously every night I'll, I'll, I'll put the link onto the group as always. If anyone wants to join, they can join if you're available. If not, then, you know, I'll I'll rabbit it on for uh, 45 minutes, whatever it is, and just talk about that. That's fine. <laughs> I don't rabbit um, on. You don't rabbit on that. It's good. And hopefully as well, obviously, I know you guys are going to try and get some vlogs done as well, aren't you, from some of the games that you're at? Which yeah, no, I'll look at yours, lose an example, and try to do it from there. But I just want to add quickly as well, there's actually a UEFA Women's Roadshow, which I'm going to in the afternoon, and they'll have the trophy on show, and there'll be lots of entertainment activities in just near London Bridge. So I'm actually going to get myself in the mood for that and head down there, which will be pretty good so yeah no that, that's something for me to look forward to tomorrow oh fantastic yeah will be good actually yeah yeah i do in all the host cities actually i think london's the last one so i'm gonna head down there tomorrow yeah i know they've been doing obviously we were in, um we were in leeds and although yeah. leeds aren't a host city of the of the tournament they did have yeah. some um they did have some road show on before unfortunately we oh, due to traffic and that we kind of didn't get to the ground until about oh. quarter past seven and there was still a few bits and pieces going on but most of it had sort of finished because yeah. people were coming into the stadium and stuff I was a bit disappointed to miss that actually mm. but there was a lot of stuff going on there was a just sort of in the car park in front of the ground they, mm. they had a load of stalls and stands and music and activities for the kids and everything it was brilliant actually it's a shame that we missed most of it because we did, uh, i mean the traffic was terrible we didn't i say we got uh we didn't get to the ground until about quarter, quarter past seven so but yeah there was a lot of stuff going on i'm assuming that Actually, at the at the tournament games, there's going to be so much more stuff going on. It's going yeah, to be there will be there will be. Yeah, I'm sure there will. It's going to be great. So if you are going to games, try and get there as early as you can to the stadium because there's going to be Definitely. loads of stuff to do and loads of stuff to see and so build up to the atmosphere as well. You know, even not just the England games, all the other games as well that's happening everywhere. You know, so it's, it's going to be really good. Um, we look forward to to all that. Yeah, I certainly look forward to seeing your vlogs as well from the games. That's going to be good. No, we're good. We're good. Yeah. Get the atmosphere. I mean, I would have thought that the Germany Spain game, Andreas, that's going to be some game, isn't it? Really, that should that's be. That's going to be special. That's going to yeah. be a great game, isn't it? Yeah, I think uh, this this could be could be a, a semi final, but uh, it's it's just a group match, and uh, yeah. maybe one one of 
one of the two teams will be knocked out. <laughs> you don't know. So, uh, two friends of mine uh, will come on Monday uh, just for the for the Spain Germany match, and uh, yeah, they're staying in the same hotel. Nice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> maybe oh. maybe I can, can make uh, uh, I can get a short statement from them. Uh, or, yeah. Or, oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Well, they, they yeah, want... yeah no, that, that'd, be, that'd be fantastic, actually. Yeah, that, that would be, be really... Are you staying at your usual hotel, are you, Andreas? Yeah, of course, yeah. Oh, yeah. You've, got your, you've got your season ticket there, haven't you? They, just, uh, <laughs> they expect you to come back, they? They look after yeah. you well, then. Um, that, that, that'd be good, would it? Fantastic. Obviously, Avar, as well, good to see you again with your, so with yeah. your summer haircut. Really nice. I thought you'd been in prison. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, your hair had been, had, had been shaved off. It looks pretty cool. Good to see you again. Yeah, yeah. no. Sorry? Have you enjoyed the show? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I've enjoyed it. It's always good to be back after nearly two months away. Yeah, as Andreas was saying, Friday nights are normal again. It won't be too long before we start talking about the WSL again. But no, I try to get myself involved in the live shows as much as possible. And yeah, I mean, bring on the next one. This is an event I've been looking forward to for so long now. And uh, the excitement is just reached fever pitch in some sense. So no, it should be really good. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, I say going to that friendly last week really kind of made me appreciate how excite what excitement there is around this tournament. You know, the, yes. with the crowd, and everything like that. It's just brilliant, and I'm really looking forward to all the games. Actually, not just the games that I'm going to and the games that you guys are going to, but all the yeah. games with the on telly. I'm just going to be spending three weeks. It's just going to be a football fest of three weeks, isn't it? Oh, just yeah, watching, it's going to be watching yeah. game. I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to, literally going to leave. I'm literally not going to leave the sofa. And, watching game after game, obviously doing the shows in between and watching the games. That's all we're going to be doing. Working, watching football and going to sleep. That's it. Which is, uh, <laughs> exactly. is, is going to be good. And we've got a comment now uh, from Gregory Costello. He says, uh, do you think any Lionesses yeah, have no, a chance at the Golden Boot? That's an interesting question. I mean, yes, good, potentially, potentially they do. But as we mentioned earlier, the England goals seem to be spread out around the whole squad at the minute. You know, so if that's going to happen in a tournament, then maybe the golden boot might end up going elsewhere. I mean, Andreas, if you had to think of a, a golden boot winner possible from the Lionesses, who would you say would be favourite for that? Obviously, Beth Mead's been top scorer for England in 2022. Yeah, this would be fantastic if, if Beth could win the golden boot. But I think it will be between Ada Hegerberg and... Hmm, uh, I don't mm. think Beth will, will score much goals. She, she mm. will... I prefer to play a role like she does uh, at Arsenal. Um, so Ada Hegerberg mm. a little harder if Denmark goes through the group stage. Uh, yeah, let's see. Uh, yeah, it's, I it's mean, win I, the goal I, to win the tournament. Yeah, usually it's it's, it's, a, it's someone who plays in the team that gets a, at least a semi-final. I yeah. suppose you know. Um, I mean, I suppose the one thing in our favour to a certain degree is the fact that we do play the weakest team in the tournament in Northern Ireland. And the goals that we've been scoring, there's an opportunity for us to score a few goals in that game. Yeah. And you never know, somebody like yeah. Ellen White could easily score four in that game, couldn't she? And that would put her in pole position for the golden boot. Yeah. I mean, Beth would score four in that game. She scored four in games before. Um, you know, or, you know, Ella Toon scored a lot of goals for England, actually. Oh, in, so in the oh, she could get some. I mean, I, I suppose when, when you look at it, you've got to possibly say that the, for England, if, if she's fit to play Ellen White's, probably going to be England's top scorer, you'd imagine. But yeah, like said, look at the impact that Elisa Russo made. I think she yeah. was brilliant against Holland when she came on. She was brilliant against Switzerland as well. Got a, got a goal there. 
is she good enough to win the golden boot with that be the way that we'll play? I'm not sure, but yeah. I mean, who knows? Um, Gregory says, uh, best mate's my favorite footballer. Um, <laughs> she's on, she's on yeah, that. Sure. You know, I mean, to be honest with you, we all uh, we all love best mate, she's fantastic, yeah. and not only is she a great football player, which she is. But she's just a fantastic person as well, isn't she? You know, she's got time for everyone. You know, she yeah. stayed after the Arsenal game. She stayed behind, doesn't she, to, to the end to speak to everybody. Um, she's fantastic. And, yeah, she's a great role model as well, isn't she, for, for women's football. And it would be fantastic if she could win the Golden Boot, actually. But um, I just think with England, the goals are going to be spread around maybe more so than I think other nations maybe are going to rely on one or two players for most of their goals. Whereas England have got so many options that I'm not sure if a lioness will win the golden boot, unfortunately. I mean, if, if they're not going to, then my, I would like Stina to win it for Sweden. We play Sweden in yeah. the final. Stina scores, England wins. Stina wins the golden boot. Leah wins, lifts the trophy and happy days all round. Yeah. Um, yeah. Obviously, Doc, me wins the golden boot. That'd be, that'd be good. I mean, that, Am I, do you think it's likely that a lioness could win the golden boot? And if so, who do you think it might be? I think, I think with the array of talent we have going forward, there's every chance I think we could, if you could pick any of them. But if I, I, I know people say Ellen White or Beth, Ella Less, but I think I think this could be a real breakthrough tournament for Lauren Hemsworth because she's been playing so well for City. Yeah. I like, uh, there's one player, they're asking on Facebook the other day, if there's one player you could have from another team, who would it be? And the, and the first name that came to my mind was Lauren Hemsworth. Yeah. Because yeah. he's so that way he plays on the left, so pacey, just does defenders week in, week out. And I think this could be a breakthrough tournament for her. So if I had to pick a lioness, I'd probably pick Hempo. But if the, the but if it was someone else, yes, Vivo. I don't know much about the German strikers, but they always tend to produce uh, when it comes to the major tournaments. So maybe one of them, like I don't know. I know we've said that we've said a lot about Jewel Brand. Has she been picked for the squad for, for the German squad, Andreas? Yes, yes. Oh, so maybe it could be maybe she could be one to watch as well. So who knows? But uh, if I had to if I had to pick a line, it would be Lauren. If if I was going to be realistic, I think maybe it could be one of the French or or German strikers, or maybe even or or Stina. So who knows? But there's so much talent on show. I mean, it could be anyone. Yeah, no, there is. This is what's so great about tournament, isn't it? This great players everywhere you look every game is there's going to be great players yeah, and Gregory well, agrees there Hemp is unreal yeah I mean Hemp is is incredible isn't she what a fantastic she's player really she is, as well. yeah yeah I know I, I agree she's the one she's one player in the WSL I would love to play for Arsenal I think she's like the final piece in that attacking jigsaw for us if we got Lauren Hemp with the other attacking players <laughs> we've got at Arsenal we would absolutely steal yeah. everybody we wouldn't need to worry about defenders just we would just score <laughs> yeah. Exactly, um, yeah. But yeah, no, I, I do love Lauren Hemp. I think she's amazing. That goal she scored against Holland as well, just a, 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 a oh, volley. Oh, beauty. That was just, that was like, it was one of sort of, wow, man. you look at it and you think, wow, what a goal that is. Brilliant from her. I mean, she's just incredible. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think she, she doesn't score a lot of goals, does she? She's She scores goals, but she doesn't score a lot of I, I don't think she's the sort of player that would win a golden boot. You know, if anything, right. I think that the surprise for England, I think, could be Elisa Russo. You know, I think she's yeah. done it in these last couple of games to warrant starting. And she's, such a she's good in the air. She's strong. She makes such great movement off the ball. The runs that she makes is just brilliant. And I yeah. think that if she played every game, if she started every yeah. game as centre four for England, she would have a good chance of winning a golden boot, actually. But just, I just fancy England will spread the goals more around. And yes. it's going to end up being someone from somewhere else that perhaps wins a golden boot. And I'll say, I'm hoping maybe Steena might. Perhaps yeah. if it can't be a lioness, let's see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We love Steena. 
Yeah, you do, that's fair. And Gregory says there, Germany um, seemed weak yeah, at the Arnold Clark Cup. They didn't have a great Arnold Clark Cup, did they? I mean, we did speak about it at the time. I mean, Andreas, have Germany improved a lot since then? Because obviously they need to have improved if they're going to do well in the tournament, aren't they? Um, Germany was uh, missing a lot of players in this Arnold Clark Cup, but uh, the matches after that uh, weren't the best, and uh, they lost 2-3 uh, against Serbia. And this is uh, uh, this shouldn't happen. Uh, um, Martina for Stecklenburg, the, the manager said afterwards, uh, we, we all were weak on this day. Yeah, but uh, you can't lose against Serbia. Uh, so if you lose against Serbia, you can lose against Finland. <laughs> and then <laughs> you are out in the tournament. So uh, yeah, no, uh, they, they had a lot of problems. Yeah. But now uh, uh, injured players are back, like Marina Egering and Alexander Pop. Yeah. Uh, and, and everybody says that Germany is is uh, always a team that is growing into a tournament. Mm. Uh, mm. Maybe, uh, yeah, the first match against Denmark will be a very difficult one. Uh, I don't think that Germany will will win the Euros. No, uh, maybe well, maybe uh, the quarterfinals, but um, I don't see Germany in, in the final. I mean, Germany, are, for me, and, you know, this is in, in the men's team, the women's team as well, Germany have that tournament mentality, don't they? They do, they do. Regardless of how they've played beforehand, you kind of know that when it comes down to a tournament, they're going to be ready and they're going to be able to pick up results when they need to. And there's always that with Germany. They always seem to do it, don't they, more often than not. And, yes, you know, they may be not in the best shape they've ever been in, are they, in terms of German teams from the past, but... It's a tournament. They're going to be ready. It's in England as well. They've won a tournament in England before, so I'm sure they'll be, you know, they'll be ready for it. But, but yeah, I mean, it's going to be. I, I think Germany will will do okay. Yeah, I, I'm not sure if they're good enough to win it, but I think they're going to be competitive. They're going to be a difficult team to play against. And when they get to the knockout stages, you would fancy their chances against most teams in, in a one-off game, wouldn't you? Really, with the mentality that Germany have and the player that they've got. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I wouldn't write them off. But no, um, you could never write them off. You know, they, they do have that tournament mentality, don't they, Germany? They do, so, they do. Um, you know, yeah, I, I would do you shoot out in Germany. <laughs> it's always, <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we, we don't want a penalty shoot out against Germany, we definitely don't want another penalty shoot out against Germany. If it comes to penalties, I'm hiding behind the sofa. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, well, England could I say England could meet Germany in the quarterfinals, and you know, if that went into a penalty shoot, I don't think I could oh. watch actually, that would be agony, wouldn't it? Um, <laughs> But anyway, we'll see, um, obviously, how it all works. So, yeah, I mean, Germany will, you know, they'll be as good as they can possibly be. And if that's good enough to get through to the final, it will be, if, if it's not quite then. But I'm certainly expecting to be competitive, as always. And, yeah. you know, if we have to play Germany, I would know it's going to be a difficult game. And, yeah. you know, it'll be a game that if we win, we'd have to, we'll have to play well to win. We know that. We had to play well in the Arnold Clark Cup to beat Germany, didn't we? Late goals. It took, didn't it, those two late goals that won us that game. And that could have gone either way um, before that. So, um, so yeah, we, we know what we know what Germany do in tournaments. So we can't, you know, we're definitely not going to write them off. Certainly not. Um, but but yeah, I mean, um, there's there's so many great teams, isn't there? It's, this is what's exciting about, it, isn't it? As much as I'm confident England can do well, England could potentially win it. There is so many great teams that we're going to be yeah, able to watch over the next few weeks. It's just going to be it's going to be a brilliant um, few weeks, isn't it? We're all going to enjoy it, it I'm sure, Absolutely. and we'll enjoy it even more if, if England do well, which. 
I'm sure I'm sure they will. So um yes, that was a that was a nice little preview there. It gets us in the mood. I'm excited for it now. I can't wait for Wednesday. Same. Really, really looking forward to it all starting. Um and I so I'm looking forward to obviously speaking to you guys as well and seeing yeah. your vlogs and stuff from the game. It's just gonna be great. I'm looking forward to it all. It's gonna be really good stuff. So um yeah it's gonna be good um so i say we'll be back live on thursday at seven o'clock for the first of our kind of nightly shows um yeah. I'll, I'll put the vlog out of the austria game at some point on thursday as well I'll, I'll throw that together um at some point in between work and i might do it at lunchtime try and get stomach out for that and obviously we'll be live on on um on thursday at seven o'clock where we'll look back at the obviously the england game and and the Norway uh, Northern Ireland game. Gregory says they're slightly off topic. Do you think Arsenal would have a chance at Champions League if they recruited him? To be honest, if we recruited him, I, I think we could win everything. I think we'd be unbeatable. <laughs> I think she is. I just think we've got on that left hand side. Yes, Katie McCabe, brilliant when she plays there. Caitlin Ford had a brilliant finish to the season, but Lauren Hemp would lift us to a different level. You know, we've got. Yeah. You know, we've got Viv dropping deeper now. Steiner as the as the sort of target out front. We've got Beth on the on the right. Having Lauren Hemp on the left that would take us to a different level. I think we maybe need a, a, another defender as well, perhaps a a real quality defender to come in as well. But yeah, if we got Lauren Hemp, I'd be confident that we wouldn't and, lose a game. And also another it's thing safe. I thought I'd add as well. Another thought, I think, thing I thought I had as well. I know we're not recruiting, but I think Jonas is just being clever. He's waiting until after the Euros to see who's available. But he's actually going to. Yeah. They invited him. I think at the end of the West Ham game, uh, at the end of last season, said, "Oh, would you come and do some punditry work for us?" And I think he's actually going to be the part of the punditry team. So that's something to look yeah. out for as well. No, well, actually, yeah, he's he's, he's a he's a he's a funny guy actually, Jonas. I do like great him. He's, he's a great guy. Yeah, he is a great character. Yeah, I really do like him. So if, if he is doing punditry, that'd be good. I look forward to listening to that actually because he's. He is, he is a great guy. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm a little bit concerned about the lack of activity at the moment to a degree. But last season, we we bought most of our players in July, didn't we? And this July is going to be different because the Euros is on. So I think when the Euros is finished, I think we'll add one or two, three to the squad, hopefully, yeah. um, you know, for the new season. Gregory says there, so do I. We'd win everything. <laughs> yeah. I think Lauren Hemp is, she's a miss, to me, she is the missing link in that team. Or somebody like her on the left-hand side who's, who's that top top quality that can produce what they produces that would be good i mean and, and Draz, what what would do you think we'd have a chance in the champions league if we signed lauren hemp i know we won't sign her but if we did <laughs> unfortunately we won't get her uh, no. i think we need uh, a midfielder uh, who's playing a little bit more the, the physical um, midfielder uh, yeah we have good uh, yeah it's with, with kim and and with and, and Leah, but uh, we need someone uh, like like we saw from Wolfsburg, uh, you know, um, Oberdorf or uh, but yeah, Erin Cuthbert from Chelsea uh, mm -hmm. would be one. Yeah, I, I know you don't like her, but uh, she's, no, 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 I don't like her. I know, but that's part of that. Yeah, no, yeah. she's she's a nuisance when you when she plays, isn't she? She's a nuisance. That's Maybe she's she's uh, the uh, one of the most important. Uh, Puzzles in in uh, the Chelsea team. Uh, yeah, 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 someone yeah. like like Aaron Cuthbert or Lena Oberdorf or yeah maybe Georgia Stanway uh, who is going to Bayern Munich. Um, such such players with more physicality. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, Lauren Hemp would be fantastic for for attacking attacking. Yeah. But uh, this uh, for the next one or two years, it's a dream. I don't think she will leave City. 
Um, you're never going to be no, good I don't. I, I don't, which, which is a shame. Which yeah. is a shame. Which He's is 21. Years. You never know. Maybe in three or four years, he will wear nice and little shirts. <laughs> Maybe. I'll, I'd like to see her play for Arsenal because I, I do think she's an incredible player. Um, without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, I mean, you say about midfield. <clears throat> I do think midfield is an area that we need to strengthen. But actually, when you look at it, Leah Williamson could go into midfield, couldn't she? Yes. Yes. And then if Rafaela Souza's fit, you could have, I, I still would like us to buy another defender, but we yes, could have um, Rafaela Souza and Lotta Ruba Moy and then Leah Williamson playing in midfield because she's got right. that calmness on the ball. Yeah, she's not an overly physical player, although she can win the ball. Um, and because she's used to playing in defence as well, and we've seen what she does for England in midfield. So I actually don't think that would be a bad option to, to have her in midfield, you know, because... We were short last season, wasn't we? We saw that when Leah Walty was out. We didn't really have someone who could come in and do no. it. Well, Jonas didn't think of maybe putting Leah Williamson there. He was probably worried no. at the back because when she was out injured, we saw how leaky we were at the back for a while. So there was that side. But I think if we, if Sousa's fit and we buy another defender, I think Leah Williamson could see her future Arsenal midfield as well. I think she could Absolutely. do a job there, actually. Um, and maybe that, that could be what we need there. And so Lauren Hemp on the left, Leah Williamson in midfield. I'll tell you what, let's buy Millie Bright, player in defence. Millie Bright, <laughs> there you go. Leah Williamson in midfield, Lauren Hemp on the left. Then we win We win the Champions League, we win the FA Cup, we win the WSL, we win the Super Cup, we win the Friendlies, we win the Euros, we win the World Cup, we win everything. <laughs> that's, that's the way forward for Arsenal, but it's not, never going to happen. It's just a dream, isn't it? Well, let's see. Well, no, let's see. Yeah, you never... I would definitely buy Millie Bright, though. I think she's a, she's not a great yeah. footballer, but she's a brilliant defender, isn't she? She just defends. That's what you want from a defender. Yeah, she, you know, is, she just wins no the nonsense, ball. Yeah, and she, she no doesn't nonsense. think twice about pushing people out of the way. She will just get there and win the ball. <laughs> yeah. so I, I like Millie Bright actually. So um yeah, I wouldn't mind I wouldn't mind someone like her, maybe. Um see, yeah. there, uh, heavy trading after the Euros. Um hemp is McCabe on overdrive. Yeah, she certainly yeah. is. She's just Lauren Hemp is yeah. just an um, um, unreal player. Absolutely unreal. Um, she just gets the ball and just runs at people and no one can get the ball off her. <laughs> and then her delivery mm -hmm. into the box usually is spot on as well, isn't it? She doesn't often um, put, a, put a bad ball in. Uh, Gregory says, I'm going to try and watch some Munich games yeah. because of Stanway. Yeah, I mean, Georgie Stanway is a great player as well. And yeah, it's a shame that she's left the WSL, isn't it? But anyway, I'm sure she'll be a success. I mean, obviously, Andreas is going to be excited to see her play, I'm sure, aren't you? Mm -hmm. Yes, I think she's the right player for Bayern Munich. Uh, because Bayern also uh, was uh, lacking some uh, physical players. And uh, yeah, I'm very, very uh, optimistic that you will fit in very good in, in the Bundesliga and in the Bayern Munich team. Yeah, yeah. no, no, I'm, I'm sure she will. It's just strange, isn't it? You know, Man City, obviously Lucy Bronze has gone. Mm. George is gone. Is Lauren, Lauren Hemp the next one to go? Is she the next one to go? No, I think she's had a new extend contract extension, didn't she? But look, you look at the players they've lost. They've lost Weir, they've lost Stanway, they've lost Bronze, they've lost Jill Scott, Janine Becky. But they've already yeah. been recruitment. I, I was impressed with the recruitment so far. That they signed Mary Fowler the other day, who looks like a very yeah. promising, yeah. promising player from. Um, I don't know where they signed her from, but. Or Montpellier, that was in Montpellier. He signed it from Montpellier, and she was good for them in the Olympics last year. And uh, I don't know about the Barcelona defenders, but but, but the Barcelona are keen to let them go and get bronze in. And they've also signed um, yeah. Dana Castellanos, who's a promising player as well. So, I mean, it remains to see how well they do as well. 
Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think as as Gregory said, I think it will be a lot of a lot of players moving after the Euros is finished. It's going to be busy, I think, in August because obviously the season doesn't start till September, so there's a bit longer. If, obviously, that the the Premier League season starts straight after the Euros, doesn't it? So, uh, but the WSL season doesn't start till September, so there's plenty of time yeah. to get that. players in, and I'm sure we will. And I'm looking forward to seeing um, who we do get actually, and who. who, who comes in. Gregory says a lot of players moved to either get more minutes playing and or position they want. Yeah, I think so. And and possibly um, more money to a certain degree as well. I, mean, I don't know what, what the, the contract situation is. Obviously, at Bayern, yeah. Man City and Stanway, I'm not sure. Um, and I, I suppose Lucy Bronze has gone to Barcelona to try and win the Champions League as well, I suppose. You know, like we've gone to Real Madrid. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, there's that as well in there to, to try and win the Champions League. And, you know, obviously... The English teams haven't got a great record ever in the, in the Champions League overall. So, you know, maybe some of these girls looking to think, you know what, if I want to win the Champions League, I mean, Viv was almost almost had her head turned, didn't she, by Barcelona yeah. for that very reason in the summer. So, yeah. um, you know, we can see the the appeal for for them yeah. to move to some of these clubs, you know, for that for maybe that reason as well. I think there's yeah. lots of reasons why players move, um, but luckily Viv hasn't moved, so that that's that's one good news for us so far. Yeah, so, Let's hope we have more good news in, you know, through throughout the rest of the time. I'm sure we will. Absolutely. I'm sure we'll bring it. We need to, don't we? We can't, you know, having finished second last year, been so close. We've got to build on that, haven't we? We've got to improve the we squad. We've, we've lost one or two. Yeah. Yeah. We, we need to. And I'm sure we will. It's just, who is yeah, yeah, it going to be? When are we going to get them? And uh, yeah, Lauren Hem, throw everything at Lauren Hem, offer her whatever. <laughs> yeah. Just you know, I, I, I'll drive her to London, I'm not bothered. I don't pick her up, drive her down, not a problem. I'll, I'll be quite happy to do that. <laughs> just if he's trying to, you know, wherever you want, pay the same wages, pay the same wages, Gabriel Jesus. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yeah, we're really about the same. That's, that's why they haven't revealed Jesus yet because they're waiting for us to sign Lauren Hemp and do him at the same time. <laughs> You know what they did when when um, when Jonas and um, and Mikel Arteta both signed their contracts on the same day, didn't they? They announced it together. This is yeah. what they're waiting for with with Gabriel Jesus. They're waiting for obviously for us to sort Lauren Hemp's deal out, and then they'll announce <laughs> both of them together, probably after the Euros is finished, or maybe maybe this week before it starts. Maybe they'll just yeah. quickly sneak it in and say, "Come on, <laughs> sign there," and away we go. That would be good, wouldn't it? And uh, Gregory says there, uh, Viv. No, uh, no, no, oh, no, 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 oh, no, no, no. Don't know about that. That's oh, that would be a tough one, wouldn't it? No, would no, we no. trade Viv for for Lauren Hemp? Um, I think Gregory doesn't mean it. Though, that's right. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't. If, if Man City came with that, I mean, I don't know. It would. It would certainly think about it for a couple of seconds, wouldn't we? I suppose, <laughs> and, then, and then say, "No, you can have." Who, who would we swap? Who would we swap for Lauren Hemp in our squad? I, I have no idea, mate. I don't know. They're all so good players. I don't think I swap any. Uh, even Manda, when she comes back, she she'll she'll be back. Who wanting to do what? I don't. I don't. I can't see who who she come in for. I really don't. I don't know. It's they can have. I'll tell you what. We'll, we'll give him we'll give him Simone Boy for Lauren Hem. How does that sound? That sounds like a good. <laughs> oh, no. No. Give them Jen or somebody. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Really. I, don't know. I don't know. They're all bad, man. That's fine. But no, I mean, Lauren Hem. We've got Caitlin. We've got We've got Kim. We've got Jordan. We've got Leah. We've got yeah. Yeah, well, we've got so many great players. It is true, but we do need one or two more Steph, as well. I think. Steph's really the number one. Steph likes to go forward as well. Frida. Yeah, no, we've got we've got a great squad of players. We know that, but 
I think if we want to really push on next season and obviously win the WSL, which is the next step, and do better in the Champions League, which is the next step from there as well, then I do think we need players of Lauren Hemp's quality to come in. If it's not yeah. her, it needs to be somebody of that kind of level um, that can come in and, and do the sort of stuff that she can do. So we'll see what happens. I mean, it's going to be interesting in the transfer window, but yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sure most of that is going to happen, as we said, after the Euros has finished, because obviously everyone's busy in the tournament, aren't they? And all the better players are going to be, hopefully, going the long way in the tournament. They're going to be busy yes. for the next two or three weeks, aren't they? You know, um, playing football. So um, that's probably what's going to happen there. But yeah, um, just um, before we go, of course, don't forget, there is this fantastic CD, which um, there you go. Oh, it's signed, as you can see there, it is signed by Pete Drake and Kay Spink, who do perform the songs. I love it. So you've got the beautiful game, which was the song that was on the introduction. And the other song is called a left foot right foot header which is actually really catchy and yeah. is probably my favorite of the two although it's difficult to pick one if i had to but just because it's a lot more catchy i've been singing it in my head constantly for the last week since i got the cd so um that's what you can win you just need to predict you need to subscribe to the channel first and then predict the number of goals you think england will score in the group stage so that's the game against austria oh, Norway, no. and how many goals in total do you think england will score put your prediction over in the comments on one of the shows that we're doing or stick it in the channel, stick it on our Twitter, which is at over an Arsenal. Um, and then once the group stage is finished, if someone's got, if only one person got the right answer, you win the CD. If there's more than one nice. right answer, we'll do a little draw. Um, and uh, yeah. Terry says, uh, hemp for our town. <laughs> <laughs> anyone for our town. It wouldn't even have to be. Oh, come on, you did all right. Anybody, to be honest. But anyway. Let's see what happens. You know, it, it did okay, I suppose, to a certain degree, but we should have come forth. But that's for another, that's for another show for another time. Um, but but yeah, uh, let's not let's not get into our tether really because there's too many other exciting things going on. Um, so yes, that's a CD then. So if you do want to win that, that's what you need to do. Um, and Terry's put his prediction of 13 goals. So that's the that's the benchmark. Okay, it's only three games, Terry. Do remember that we're only looking at not the whole tournament, <laughs> the group stage. Because obviously, what I want is I want you to be able to get this CD so you can play it for the rest of the tournament. You see, if I leave it to the end, then yeah. the, the tournament's over and the CD won't be so important, will it? So, um, but it's only three the first three games of the tournament for England, so that, that's all it is. Um, yes. so so yeah, so subscribe to the channel, put your prediction in for the three games, the goals that England will score, and you never know, you might win a fantastic CD, which is really good. Um, so we will play out with the left foot, right foot header song, which is absolutely fantastic, and I say I can't stop singing it. Um, so this has been over and over and over again the Euros um, preview show. We're back on Thursday live. Loads of vlogs going on. Loads of live shows. We'll be joined, you know, sporadically by Andreas, by Amar, by Harry, by Matt. Everybody's going to be joining in. Hopefully, some new guys or some Anthem maybe coming on uh, one or two other people as well. So um, this is all coming up over the next three weeks. We'll be back live on Thursday. Thank you to all you guys for watching. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Uh, Gregory says they're 13 in the group stage. That's a lot. It is a lot. But Terry tends to predict that we'll win 8 nil every week anyway. So it's not unusual. <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah. This amount of goals. Um, but I say we play Northern Ireland and who knows? We could we could score 6 or 7 against them, couldn't we? Yeah. Potentially. We could score 5 against them recently, didn't we? In the, Terry's um, and it's only for one goal, uh, for one game. So he said 13 goals in one game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we, we scored 20 in one game, didn't we? Not that long ago. So who knows? We could maybe score 30. That was a good yeah, that but, um, no, I mean, I, I I don't think we'll score as many as 13 in this group. I think this group's going to be quite tight. Certainly two of the games are going to be quite tight. And, yeah. you know, I think 13 is a bit optimistic. But, you know, Terry's optimistic and we love him for that. 
Um, but yeah, yeah, we did. We it's a little bit over the top, but we'll, but we'll see. Yeah. You never know. He was nearly right against Aston Villa. I think he said 6-0 against Aston Villa. It was 7-0. So he, he was actually, he undercooked that one, which is unusual, because normally he says 5 in every week when we win 1-0. But anyway, um, we'll see what happens. But yeah, it all kicks off on Wednesday, of course. Wednesday night, England against Austria <coughs> to start this uh, fantastic summer of football in England as well. It's going to be great. Please get behind the, uh, the yeah. tournament. Behind the lionesses, get behind the old tournament. You go and watch a game, go and buy a ticket They're like 10 pounds or something like that. Some of the games, just go and buy a ticket, go to a game, you'll enjoy it. The atmosphere is brilliant and it's great football. Um, and you'll be able to say in years to come, I was there at the tournament when you know when England won the Euros. I went to a game, that's all you yeah, So, Terry says, there uh, may need to go high after the first two games. Yeah, well, we may do, but um, I still think 13 is a little bit optimistic. But anyway, it's your, it's your, it's your guess, so that's fine. You can guess whatever you like. And anybody's welcome to put your guess in and see if you want to win this CD. You will enjoy the CD, actually, because it's great. There's loads of remixes of a song on there as well. So yeah. it's good for money, um, especially when you're going to win it for free. Actually, I'm trying to think how many remixes. I'll tell you, you've got, um, you've got one, two, you've got two remixes of The Beautiful Game, and you've got three remixes of Left Foot, Right Foot, Header. You've got the Paris mix, the Daily mix, and the Hemp mix. And you've got the Bond oh. And the Mido mix of the beautiful game. That's all on this CD. It's there, as you right. can see. Look at that fantastic stuff. That is. That's what you're going to win if you guess the right amount of gold. So, yes, that's Pete Drake. You can actually download that from Pete Drake Music. The link's in the description to the video as well. So, if uh, you want to go and buy it as well, even better. And get this song played on the radio because it's so catchy. I love it. It's really good. It's coming up now. It's left foot, right foot header from Pete Drake. It's fantastic. We will see you on Thursday live. Thank you very much to Andreas. Thank you very much to Amar. Thank you to all you guys for watching. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe and put your guess in for the number of goals to win this fantastic CD from Pete Drake. The link is in the description if you want to download it. You can. You won't regret it either because it's fantastic. This has been over and over and over again the Euros, predict, uh, the Euros preview show. We will see you live on Thursday. Don't forget Wednesday night, England, Austria. Do not miss that game. It's going to be great. See you later, guys. Take it easy. Yeah. Bye. Okay. Left foot, right foot, header. Left foot, right foot, head. I'm supporting England because it's left foot, right foot, head. We'll be all right with Ellen White. Take the lead with Beth Mead. Williamson gets the job done and Lauren Hemp is heaven sent. Here the lioness is raw.